Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hello everyone, welcome and sorry to this very late 2020 year-end wrap-up here on Strictly Hip Hop. Um, The reason this got delayed is because we were going to do it in person uh, with my guests, both Chris Adams, who's been on the podcast for years, you know him, and his older brother, John Adams, who is also, of course, like family to me, and he does all the graphic design. So all the brackets that we saw, the dope brackets, those were him. Uh, the the logo for my podcast that's him he is the man behind uh behind the design so these are some of my closest friends in life so I wanted to make this a fun podcast I wanted to make 2020 a, a year that was just I don't need to say it it was a year everybody knows what kind of year it was and for us to all make it through it I wanted to have a good fun podcast where we just kind of we we kind of tangent a lot in this podcast like it it kind of goes a, a lot of different directions, but that's okay. I want it to be a natural, uh, fun podcast where we all got to kind of just talk and do essentially what John, Chris, and I do almost every day, or at least at least very regularly. So that was the method behind this podcast, and the reason it was late is because we were trying to record it in December, but due to everything going on with um, restriction stuff, we wanted to do it in person, but we ultimately decided it was best to do it once John flew back to New York in January, and so we locked in, we recorded this, and then um, and then that's the story of how it got here. So without further ado, I'm going to toss it to the episode. Uh, once again, this is a very fun podcast to record. I want to shout out Chris Adams for coming on the podcast. Um, a goal of his, he said, was to be on more podcasts, and it's definitely fun when I have him on podcasts. And then shout out to John Adams for coming on the podcast for the first time, man. It was really fun. He he was a natural at it. And uh, it turned out good. Our conversation turned out good. Like I said, it goes a few places, but, you know, that's fun. That's the art of conversation. You know, we're just kind of kicking, relaxing, drinking, having a good time, and talking about the year of 2020. Sorry, one last thing before this podcast starts. I do need to do some housekeeping because there is actually a lot going on that I'm very excited about. So first of all, if you do not already follow me, on the social media platforms twitter and instagram and clubhouse i recently joined clubhouse so if you are on clubhouse follow me at real chris platte c-h-r-i-s-p-l-a-t-t-e i know you know how to spell real now again it's the same for my twitter and my instagram and clubhouse i basically host rooms or i or i jump in rooms that talk rap and and basketball so obviously the same stuff i talk about on the platforms here on my podcast on my instagram like earlier this week, I went live with the James Harden trade immediately when it happened. 
I broke that down with a few of my followers. Check that out. I, I posted it to my uh, to my page. So if you missed the live, you could check it there. Uh, that was my immediate in the moment reaction. I mean, I'm talking like two minutes after the trade happened. I went live on IG and I broke it all down. So that was very fun. But yeah, with Clubhouse, it, it, it allows me to do more uh, talk, talk very free, talk very open. Uh, the conversations are, are, are fun. They're casual and they're just they're just engaging and that's the kind of stuff i like so again if you're on clubhouse follow me there it's the same as my twitter and my instagram um also follow on instagram follow imperial media that is going to be a network that i'm collaborating with i'm doing a youtube show that will be on their youtube channel that's imperial media tv um you can find it through through my uh through my instagram i've tagged them in some stuff and they've tagged me in some stuff and they are going to be the the creators of this show that I am hosting. It is a late night hip hop show. It is coming starting the end of January and is going to be rolling out all through February. I'm I'm really excited for this show. I I can't wait to get it out. The first episode felt great. The second episode I'm going to start having guests and I'm already working on it. So um, I'm very very excited about that. I'm very excited to be consistently getting into the YouTube space. Now. As for this podcast, um, it's still going to be what it what it always is. I'm going to be doing my Strictly Hoop Talk stuff. Uh, I just had Julian on the podcast earlier this week. And like I said, I did the Instagram Live for the James Harden trade reaction. Um, so I'll be, I'll be doing still the Hoop Talk stuff. And then on the hip-hop side, I'll be working on some podcast stuff that's coming hopefully soon. So again, staying patient, staying, staying diligent, working. Uh, there's going to be a lot of different ways to consume my content. That's the goal of 2021 is to make my content uh, more diverse a- across multiple platforms and keep you guys engaged. So without further ado, man, I know I've said that before, but this time I mean it. Let's get to today's episode. It's a 2020 wrap up podcast featuring the Adams family. Let's go. Welcome to the belated but special 2020 year-end wrap-up here on Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty. And coming on to the podcast, man, first of all, we got the returning guest, Christopher Adams, a.k.a. Lil Jetpack. How you doing? The people's champion, NBA's number one insider. Yes, NBA's number one insider. And believe it or not, this is the only time you're ever going to hear me say this, Chris. This is... NBA is the last thing I want to talk about tonight. I have done like three and a half podcasts already today just on this damn James Harden trade. So obviously, as you're hearing this, this is the day of this is the day of Wednesday when James Harden got traded for everything and the NBA got entirely uprooted. So that's been my entire day today. But joining me on the podcast, joining us for the first time is my very good friend, very close to Christopher Adams as well. Closer than some might yeah, think. Yeah, closer than some might think. 
one Mr. John Adams of New York, the man, the myth, the legend behind all of my great graphics that you see. John, how are you doing in New York? I'm no legend, but I'm here. <laughs> how you doing? No, you're John. You're John Adams, the man, no myth, most certainly a legend. That's a, that's your title on this podcast. No myth, but certainly a legend. <laughs> But uh, I'll take it fair. Listen, man, 2020 was a crazy year. So what we're doing is we're doing this. So we're just going to get together. These are two of my closest friends in life. So what we're doing here is we're just talking everything that happened 2020, the good, the bad, the ugly, and uh, trying to end 2020 on a positive note, even though we're already in 2021 and shit looks crazy. <laughs> well, nobody. Well, you know, I mean. I, I think, uh, you know, 2020 is kind of bleeding into 2021. So I don't think time is a real thing anymore. So, you know. Yeah, for all we know, keep it going. For all we know, it's still March 2020. So, yeah. Yeah, we're going to keep it going. For real. For real. Let's keep it going. So let's um, let's start with the important stuff and, and the somber stuff before we can get to all, all of the fun talk. That, and that is just everything that happened outside of the music in 2020. I'm talking, of course, the... The tragic murder of George Floyd, uh, the rapper's passing, uh, the COVID, the election, all of that. We have to start because this is where the world was. This was far bigger than music. And I, I mean, I've seen like I've seen a country that I never thought could be as divided as we are right now. And I think that generations have ever seen. And it's just been a really, really tough year. So let's start it off on a light note with all of that, because I do want to give it the attention it deserves. But what did you guys kind of do to sift through all of the 2020 things that were 2020? -ing? <laughs> As 2020 was 2020. I don't, you know, it, it, I think one thing that was important, you know, in everything that was going on and dealing with, um, you know, the, the world being on fire and stuff is like taking, you know, moments throughout the year to really like shut off from, you know, social media and mm -hmm. whatever, just to give your mind a little breather, because we're getting so bombarded with information at all times of the day, like, mm -hmm. especially at this in this day and age, like at this point in time. Um, so yeah, I mean, between everything, like, you know, it, it's, it's good to, you know, feel a certain way about these topics and stuff. But it's also to in order to remain sane and, uh, you know, together, it's important to kind of be able to look at what's directly in front of you also and appreciate what you have and, you know, that sort of thing. Well said, John. <clears throat> well, I mean, you know, it's very easy to be caught up in social media 24-7. I'm guilty of it. I'm on Twitter all day, every day. Uh, Facebook, not so much anymore. Instagram, same shit. Uh, it's kind of hard because everything kind of bled into itself. You know, I started 2020 uh, with hope. I was uh, recently single. I was ready to take on the world in 2020. I, uh, in January, I decided to do a no bar January. Don't go into any bars in January to save some money up, try to get my life in order. So I did that for a month and then I had a month of fun and then everything kind of went to shit. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that was, I should have just, uh, you know, went to the bar in January. Yeah, really. uh, you, you, never, and, you never knew you were going to be uh, missing it that much. Yeah. No, exactly. I had one month of fun this year. Um, right. And, you know. I mean, I mean, debatably, I, I, you know, I went through a breakup late January this year, too. And, like, February yeah. was my one month of fun as well. And then. Yeah. It's we just, all had about like one, maybe two months max. I was unemployed to start 2020. Yeah. So like, so, well, <laughs> then, I mean, you're in a better position now, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah. 
Yeah, it was hard too. Uh, you know, with I mean, I mean, we can talk more specifics, but just overall with COVID, with uh, I, you know, I've been in New York this whole time, isolated by myself. It's been very difficult. Um, you know, not going to the office. I'm fortunate I can work from home. Uh, so you know, dealing with COVID, we were the epicenter in the beginning of the whole thing. You know, 800 people dying a day here. You know, riding my bike around, seeing the Central Park remote hospitals as I just saw them at CNN two hours earlier was really, you know, it was very eye-opening. Um, and then, you know, not to skip over topics, but, you know, when we go into the summertime with the, the upright, the protests and whatnot, that was really big here in New York. Mm-hmm. So uh, living through all of that while being here was definitely wild, man. And um, I'm just, you know, to summarize it all, I'm just happy I'm here. I'm happy I'm alive. I'm happy my family's alive. Um, and all I can do is just keep pushing forward. Yeah. I mean, that, that's very well said. And, and I, I'm glad that, I'm glad that, you know, you're able to speak on the New York experience. Cause I think that that is one of the, the central places of everything that happened in this last year. Well, yeah. And that's a hundred percent true, you know, between like, you know, and fun, the funny thing, you being from Michigan with Whitmer and then Cuomo, being in new york yeah. so you know those being mommy two, and daddy yeah, yeah. The, the two most attacked you know governors over the past year so you've gotten like the flack of it all plus you know during the protests and stuff you also had the nypd who was like kind of going gung-ho on every on everybody you know yeah it, it was wild here um you know, there were times i was walking through brooklyn you know everyone's wearing a mask and that, i mean that's not to, you know just to, depending on where you live too you know like in new york city when you walk out of your building you know everyone wears a mask mm-hmm. whereas uh you know and you know kind of uh, suburb michigan you walk into a 7-eleven ain't no one wearing a mask yeah. but you know just on top of that and then you know having helicopters fly over you and look, i was like yo am i am i living in a third world country like what's going on right now you know right. there's like uh, crazy nypd blocking off streets and then you know as I've had friends who went to the later at night protests, you know, after curfew and stuff, getting beat up and stuff like that. It was really jarring to see national news, you know, live in my real life. It it was really it was bizarre. Um, But at the same token, I'm very fortunate that I was able to, you know, experience it. Yeah. And I and I do think that there is. um, There's real. I, I don't know the right word if if power is the best word and everything that did happen, especially getting to to the the tragedy of George Floyd was like the fact that we went through this this COVID lockdown where everybody was everybody was kind of you know struggling and, and figuring out the stresses of the financial burdens of just the mental stresses of of dealing with uh, places where you're cooped up now, John, I can't fully relate, but I can to an extent of what you're experiencing in New York, because it was like that with me at Michigan state where I was in this dorm room where I could stand in the middle. Now, granted, I'm a tall guy, but I could stand in the middle of my dorm and touch each wall and the floor and the ceiling with my, with my wingspan. Like the room was literally not much bigger than my wingspan. Yeah, it was pretty, it was and pretty small. so, and so that was supposed to house a six six dude and a six three dude. So, um, so like I understand like the the what just being cooped up in a in, in a place can do a, to you a small place, uh, a very confined. small place. And then you oh, yeah. have and then you have like the George Floyd thing that happens almost almost at, in some ways at 
at a at a time when uh, at a perfect time in a sense because people are already like they're they're doing nothing but like we said consuming social media and just the news at a high rate as well like nobody's been more united in in terms of everybody has of course where they go for their information and stuff and that perceive that affects how they perceive things but but everybody in a general in a general sense was consuming the news or or a, or connected with quote unquote their world more than ever and so when this happened and everybody saw it i think the the power in it was was to really like to see everybody and not just us not just us here in in michigan and and across the country new york everywhere but also like also overseas like and, and all of that protesting on behalf of all over the world george floyd like that was a really really powerful thing and i think it was one thing that for the first time it felt like this wasn't just one of those unfortunate events that was going to happen be a moment and then go and i think that this was something that really had a lot of staying power and has had a lot of staying power and i think right. that's been that's been the coolest thing of that uh, of this of everything of yeah, all that is that's that, happened is that people aren't knocking it this time and you know a lot of i think when um you know all of it originally started like we all know you know the reason it did as it should have like you know the protests and everything like i'm completely on board with it but also you have to think about the fact that with being cooped up and stuff and everyone's anxious everyone's tense everyone's angry at the world at the at you know at at politics at people in general Mm -hmm. so like you know it pretty much all that did was you know poke the beast one last time to wake it up you yeah. know what i mean and really just uh just it was just an unleashing of energy really. right yeah because no one had been able to release their energy for the past mm-hmm. five months you know yeah and that was um and, and you spoke about it just at, at the epicenter of it and now i was we, we were close to detroit so we saw a lot of what was going on i want to shout out my guy alexander of of uh of his company here and i'm blanking on the name why am i blanking on the name um, Astro, sorry, Astro. Um, he he has his own independent like media company that he started, and he was filming like what happened during the like in Detroit every day during the protests, and mm. that was really cool. So shout out to him for that because it was a it was a place. It came from a place where I knew the hundred percent truth was being told because that's a person that I know off air very well, mm-hmm. and so shout out to him for that. And that was really cool for him to use his platform to kind of promote what was going on so i saw a lot of what was happening in detroit every day and john you said in new york it was it was really i mean it was it was almost like detroit but 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 tenfold right i mean it was it was massive massive number i mean honestly i was very proud of detroit um there was a couple instances which detroit police kind of overexerted their power um comparatively to nypd uh, it was it was. Oh, wild, I just man. mean in terms of the. I just mean in terms of the like the demonstrating and the marching and like. Yeah, the, that's. The what, oh, yeah, that, and that's what I'm saying. Um, overall, like I'm very proud of Detroit. You know, they mm-hmm. kept it peaceful. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, De- Detroit, luckily, as it tends to be in many situations, wasn't the epicenter of all that. As no, well. they weren't yeah. like breaking into campus marches. They weren't, you know, and like you know, it's you know, with every with every protest, even with, you know, the storm on the Capitol last week, there's a few bad actors in every. Uh, not that anybody there was a good person, but, um, you know, there's always a few bad actors. And, you know, in New York, there was those couple nights where Soho and Midtown, you know, they got all broken into Versace stores on Fifth Avenue. I was riding my bike through the streets, you know, um, kind of like in the aftermath and everything was boarded up. Soho boarded up. 
the Macy's, the biggest Macy's in the freaking world at 34th Street boarded up. All the bougie stores on Fifth Avenue boarded up. It, and then, you know, as I'm riding my bike, I see this huge Tahoe pass me with presumably some rich person, maybe a politician or something. It's just like it felt very third world. And um, but, you know, what led to a lot of this, not only with, you know, the devastating thing that happened to George Floyd and, you know, countless others, Breonna Taylor, um, you know, and everyone else. Um, it was a pressure cooker, you know, with uh, we were locked inside for at this point, what is this, June? So we were locked inside for three months. You know, we nobody knows what's going on. The uh, the politicians aren't telling us anything. So, you know, people are unemployed. People can't pay rent. People have nothing to do, essentially. You know, everyone's just stuck inside. And then, uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, you know, it was like the first time for people to finally get all that energy out that they had been sitting on. Yeah, it was a pressure cooker. And maybe it wasn't not every decision was the correct decision, um, you know, as far as like the looting and whatnot. But like, I I understand it because we're cooped up, we're cooped up, we're cooped up. And then the the George Floyd was just kind of like, what what do they say? The straw on the camel's back or whatever they say. The straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that that was just like when everything kind of really exploded into the the mammoth in which it became mm-hmm. yeah and, and that was the and that was the thing that i thought was was great is that is that 99 percent of the energy of of all that that came through that was very positive too and that was the that was a cool thing is here we are at you know probably one of the most trying times certainly our generation has ever seen but let alone you know multiple generations right and then and then here we go we see this we we see this happen with this just terrible thing happen with George Floyd, which is just like sickening. And then you and then you see everybody come together, and most of it is is absolutely positive. It's standing for the right message. It's promoting. It's trying to uh, create the right changes and all that. And it was it was really really awesome. And I think that that carried over a lot into the into the twenty twenty election. That was. Again, one of the most divisive things, if I'm being honest on my platform here, the first time I the first time I voted and the first time I really took the time to educate myself uh, before before voting and not just um, and not just kind of let whatever the world happens, you know, or what let whatever happens in the world happen. You know, like the favorite the famous Jay-Z line that everybody loves is F government politic yourselves. But this was one year where everybody kind of said, like, OK, like maybe that's not the right way to do it, especially on the local level. Like I found a lot of pride taking, getting involved in the local level where I feel my vote can really change things as, and in terms of um, compared to the grand scale of, of, of a U.S. presidential election. But it was a, it was a really big moment, I think, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. yeah. De- definitely. It was pre- easily the most, uh, the most polarizing, um, the most active yeah. election. We had the most active voters ever in the history of this country. Um, and Literally I think, I think, sides. I, yeah. And from both on, yeah, just all Literally. Co- collectively, um, the most people voted ever. And, you know, I, th- I think that, uh, that the fact that people got out and actually used their voice, you know, because this was a lot of people's first times voting, you know, whether you're 24 or 40 years old, some people just haven't voted, you know, I mean, I've always seen it, you know, from the moment I turned 18, it's my civic duty to try and do it. But, you know, I also at 18 wasn't nearly as educated as I am now at 23 years old, Mm -hmm. where I was able to, you know, take what I've learned over the years. I've done my own research and I was able to come to my own conclusion, you know, based on whatever, Um, instead of just which I I feel like, you know, you're still going to have everybody who kind of just follows either what A, their parents do or B, their friends do. But um, 
you know, but generally I think this was the first time that a lot of people, you know, which, whichever side of the river you're on, um, you know, those people obviously have reasons to feel that way and mm-hmm. they may not all be the right reasons or the correct reasons, but I mean, time told that so there was more people that thought this way than the other way. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And, you know, kind of to get back off what you're saying, you know, not everybody, you know, watches the news, follows mm-hmm. reporters on Twitter. <clears throat> right. You know, not everybody. I, I've made this kind of uh, example before, you know, like I don't pay attention to football. I don't give a crap about football. So if someone told me that the Steelers are doing good, I'd be like, all right, cool. You know, so there's people like that in politics where like they say like, oh, Joe Biden or Donald Trump, you know, you should vote for him. And a lot of people are uneducated. So they'll be like, all right, yeah, word, you know, Um, just go with that. However, what was different with this year, A, because we're all locked up and there's nothing to do but watch TV or go on Twitter, you know, um, this, you know, and as much of a stain on democracy as Donald Trump has been, one good thing that has came out of Donald Trump is people becoming more aware of politics, people paying attention. Sorry, there's a car going down my street. Uh, you know, people are going to hear a lot of things yeah, probably through this podcast. I'm sure you'll hear a couple of ambulances. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, no, more people this election cycle, they, they're paying attention. Younger people, especially, you know, um, huge younger voter turnout this year. Um, you can even look at, you know, uh, people on TikTok, the K pop people that like completely sabotaged the Donald Trump rally and got him all like wild riled up saying, like, oh, 40,000 people are going to be at my rally. Because like 40,000 people on TikTok signed up and they weren't going to go. They just reserved the tickets, you know, just like little things like that. You know, it's just like this year, people really started, whether they wanted to or not, they were exposed and maybe more, not secrets, but just information on how this government runs has been exposed to your average Joe. And I think that is one good thing that's came out of all this hoopla. Yeah. I, I agree with that, and I think that's a that's a good place to cap uh, 2020 in the world of not music. Because, yeah, in the in the news sense. Yeah, yeah, in the news sense. But uh, you know, I wanted to give it time because obviously, like you can't the, you at can't, the end of you day, can't say 2020 without these without things. without the world. Like, yeah, without no. because that's what the first thing in 2020 that comes to your mind is not hip hop. No, no, not (laughs) definitely not. It is not as much as we love hip hop. As much as hip hop is one of the most powerful things in this world, it was not the. um, And it was great to see their involvement in both the politics, the George Floyd, the activism, all that. But again, like twenty twenty starts with George Floyd, COVID, the election, all Mm. of this, all of this stuff. So I thought it was fair to give it time. Now, transitioning to the music side of it. Um, one of the first things I have of the, of the few music topics we're going to get into today is the discussion of 2020 versus 2019 musically. Now, uh, again, like we talked about off air, this is a this is a totally different world. In 2019, you're featuring touring. You're in 2020, you're featuring everybody cooped up and and labels deciding. Some labels saying, "I don't know if we want to release music." Other labels saying, "Yes, we have to release music to stay afloat." Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of strategy and stuff goes into it, but I found it simple. I found it connectable, simply not just because they're the years back to back, but because 2019 was the year that everybody was thinking, "Okay, what about Kendrick? What about Drake? What about Cole?" And then it was like at the end of 2019, "Okay, 2020." This is going to be Kendrick. This is going to be Cole. This is going to be Drake. Drake. And they didn't. And so for the most part, the last two years, we've had big releases. Don't get it. Don't get it wrong. And I'll and I'll highlight them. 
in a second here. I'll highlight 2019 and 2020, but but you this know, was the, the year of GM Chrysler and Ford yeah. haven't released their new cars yet. You know exactly. What I mean? It was it was two years in a row, and and since I've been actively actively following hip hop, I don't think we've had it. We've never had a two year span where again I'm in the growing up like as far as my I grew up on on the older generation, but. But the as far as like when I actually understand and know the inner workings of music was like the J. Cole, Kendrick, Drake era. Mm-hmm. And this is the first uh, first two year window where no, none of the three released. Right. And so I wanted to compare it on that level when we had uh, when we had 2019 and 2020, both years where I personally found a lot of new artists that I liked and a lot of new age, uh, new age music to get into. But uh, just to highlight some of the ones uh, to compare. So there was in 2019 we had Revenge of the Dreamers by Dreamville, the J Cole uh, collab Which album. Which that was a really good one. Yes, from that, year. We had that was a e- big old deal for that yes, one because that they did the whole, uh, you know, the little mm-hmm. we'll call it Camp Dreamville, Dreamville yeah, where everyone yeah, went down camp, to North camp, Carolina. Right, right. The the, the which the was Dreamville workshops things in, in rap history. Yeah, right? honestly. I well, it was the first time where you've had a, a collective kind of like you know Wu Tang used to do this back in the day, or you know. Uh, nwa or whatever you know they would they would rent out a house yeah. and they would all live in this house and they just you know freaking record create music bang out music party for, yeah for bang out music co- yeah have the ladies over you know inspiration you know uh, or whoever what have you yeah. uh that, that was the first time we've had a collective as the collective or the rap collectives have kind of been kind of fading away in recent time. And Dreamville was kind of like a resurgence of like, yo, yeah. we got this crazy posse. We got all the producers in the game. We got, you know, anybody, uh, Kendrick doing an ad lib even or whatever on a song, you know, it, it really brought like the whole like rap community together down in North yeah. Carolina and it's or wherever. secretive with the fly, with the flyers. Yeah. And, and like, and they you have the, to know somebody yeah, to get yeah, in. It's exactly. like, the, it was like clubhouse. It was like clubhouse <laughs> before clubhouse. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know, uh, it's uh and it's the whole idea of a collective too you know we had like you know back in the day it was wu-tang where wu-tang they came in as a collective mm-hmm. you know they and um uh odd future you yeah. know or like late tw- late 2000s early 2010s comes into the game starting as a collective mm-hmm. where dreamville didn't necessarily start as a collective it was more a label that j cole started and started signing artists and building a collective out of it which i think is um nowadays kind of the 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 way that we're getting into building like entire rosters of yeah. people mm-hmm. is like rather than collective first label after it's becoming label first collective next right yeah right <clears throat> he was kind of like the last of like the old school like you know like uh i don't know who's a good example you know like the old like yeah the rapper starts his own label kind of thing yeah like like but, a, like J, like jay-z or, or like um, birdman or then Lil yeah Lil or birdman, got his right. own Young Jeezy, people forget Birdman's around. 10, 10, 17, yeah, yeah, you know, all these people, Drake even, you know, with his little OVOXO or what, OVO rather. Um, And, but also Dreamville is kind of like a combination of the old school rapper turned label kind of mixed in with the internet collective that Out of Future brought into the the game. So it was kind of like, you know, well. And I think that's what gives you people like Earth Gang. Oh, yeah. Earth Gang is very like Out of Future. (laughs) Boss and Lute, whatever his name is. Yeah, and and, you know, because everyone's like, you know, the, it's the internet. All, it's the internet. It's it's the internet, and and it's because the internet has allowed people to enter into rap mm-hmm. out of left field. If you want to, you don't have to like start mainstream, and then you know from there you can 
experiment you can experiment on your way to the glory right like you know what i mean Absolutely. and and a lot of the time nowadays because i think that which is a discussion we're going to have in a little bit about um you know some some music being oversaturated i think that's now pushing people to kind of do different things and experiment and try try new things, you know. But I don't want to get too lost in this because right. I wanted to highlight um, all of that. <laughs> right, we'll go to, uh, we'll go to, to the, last year's podcast if you want to. Yeah, we'll go to the Dreamville pod the later. Yeah, my bad. No, no, no. no, <laughs> no you guys good. are good because everything you highlighted is why it's exactly a big release. But uh, just to name some of the other big releases that happened that year, and then I'll name 2020 real quickly, and then we'll get to the debate of which year. Um, so you got, again, Revenge of Dreamers, 3 Dreamville, you got Eve Rhapsody, Born to Rap Game, Lost Boy, YBN Corday, which ended up being Grammy nominated. That was a good one. Fever, yeah. Meg Thee Stallion, her breakout, her breakout album that wasn't an album, but is really an album. Crash Talk, Schoolboy Q, So Much Fun, Young Thug, Bandana, Freddie Gibbs, Igor, Tyler, the Creator, which did a lot with the, with the Grammys. Also Grammy, um, Grammy yeah. nominated. Gra- Her- Wait, won the Grammy. Grammy yes. won. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and had the awesome speech, shout out to Tyler for that mm-hmm. speech. Uh, please excuse me for being antisocial. Roddy Rich, Jesus is King, Kanye, which wasn't rap, but is in the world of rap. Amen. Death, uh, Death Race for Love, <laughs> Juice World, and um, of course, Big Day, the Big Day, Chance the Rapper, which is big for the big poop the, for the wrong reasons. But uh, that's the 2019. Yeah, yeah, the big flop. And then the big dud. The the rather not so significant yeah. day. Yeah, the the rather normal day. Uh, 2020, we had Detroit 2, Big Sean. We had Eternal Take and Lil Uzi Vert versus The World 2. Oh, I forgot that happened. Uh, Alfredo, yeah, back-to-back, too, like Future. Oh, yeah, because, the okay, it was yeah. the Deluxe, and it, it was, was called the Deluxe, Lil but Uzi. he oh, made yeah. it a second album, essentially. Alfredo, yeah. Freddie Gibbs, um, obviously, Griselda did their thing. One of the biggest releases from Griselda this year was Burden of Proof, Benny and Hitboy. Yeah, Good News, Meg Thee Stallion's what's called debut album, uh, Pac... Pop Smoke's posthumous albums, Shoot for the Stars, 31520, Childish Gambino, Circles, Mac Miller, which started off the year before COVID, um, and it was also his first posthumous release, After Hours, The Weeknd, Pluto, Baby Pluto, Uzi and Future, King's Disease, Nas and Hip Boys, Savage Mode 2, My Turn, Lil Baby, Run the Jewels 4, Run the Jewels, obviously, a written testimony, Jay Alec, which was again that was a, a big deal, a but big, a very big deal. It was also a Jay Z Alec album. Yeah, uh, a Jay a Jay Z Alec album. It, it was, I like it, how you put that. Yeah, it was Jay Z featuring Jay Electronica. Yeah. Really, uh, pray for Paris. West and it wasn't Side. mixed that well either. Yes. No, considering it's been ten years and then yeah. whatever, yeah. but that's uh, neither here nor there. Yeah, pray again. Pray for Paris. West Side Party. The Griselda releases that came out that flooded the streets in 2020. Music to be murdered by Eminem, Legends <clears throat> Never Die, Juice World. So overall, just kind of looking at the big releases at the the microscope of like 2020 versus 2019, musically speaking, um, I enjoyed both years a lot. There was definitely a lot in in each year. Where did you guys uh, did you guys feel like 2020 was a better year musically, or uh, or a little less uh, or a little less than stellar compared to 2019? Hmm. Um. It's hard to say because, you know, I mean, it's all uh, subjective, of course. Um, I think that I think overall, I think that 2020 had the big releases were really, really big and they were a big, big deal, you know, especially Mm -hmm. people like Lil Uzi and Detroit 2 with Big Sean and all that. Um, But 2019, it wasn't all 
so monumental at the time, but I think there was more you look quality. I think there was more overall quality content, mm-hmm. but I think that the releases of 2020 were like the big ones were bigger than a lot of the ones in 2019. Right. Like I think of just like a, a kind of comparative for me that kind of highlights that that thought of it is like 2019's Roddy Rich. Please excuse me for being antisocial. Nobody thought that album was going to be as big, right? Right. Nobody thought that album was going to be as big as what it was. It turned out to be one of the biggest releases of the year. Like I was a big Roddy the Roddy Rich fan, and like coming into it, I was excited for it. But um, but then versus like Little Baby's My Turn this year, like that was one like everybody was like, all right. Or like little or a little Uzi when little Uzi dropped Eternal Take, the world kind of stopped. Like mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. one of those releases that was like, yeah, that it, was like very very big. And, and again, so, John, not so much for your generation, but yeah. in our generation, you know, like Uzi is a huge player, and like people who are like our age, he outsold J Cole. Yeah, which is crazy. yeah. I'm not gonna and, lie, I'm not into the Uzi universe at all. And that's, right. and you know that's fine. Again, he's he's uh, it's a lot more. I, like me and Platy or me and Chris had this conversation um, about uh, how like the Lil Uzi era, like pretty much like the 2015 XXL list era was like that was like our end of the generational divide to where now these new people are coming out, which like I'm still hip, like, you know, like the kid Leroy and all these people that Cole Bennett's doing music for mm-hmm. and, you know, um, all that type of stuff. But like. That was Uzi was like the last the the transition of our generation into the next one I think. Yeah. Yeah, kind of borderline. Yeah. Yeah, like because he was like he came up if I can remember correctly it's been so many years mixed into one. It was kind of like he came up kind of when all that mumble rap SoundCloud SoundCloud, blue hair you know Mm -hmm. him and Lil Yachty and all that kind of stuff and that was that you're right kind of generational divide because once they started getting into that I was like yeah that you know I'm sure it's good. Just not for me. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. See, like, and for you, like, the end of it came around, like, you know, maybe like ASAP Rocky to Kendrick to not that you're not, you don't keep up to date, but like, I'm saying, as far as like mainstream popularity, yeah, you know, that was like, like the where, last of the guys that yeah. you really checked yeah. for. Yeah. And that was where you ended, where we had a couple more years after yeah. you still, mm-hmm. you know, and now yeah. we have like, and now we're in the era of like, what, I can't even uh, what Lil Keed and yeah. I, a bunch of people who I've never even really listened to. Like, mm-hmm. but like, uh, so like we're we're just getting we're, we're turning geriatric yeah. over here. <laughs> but that's not to say you know like you know to kind of for me to compare twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. You know, I mean there were you know a lot of big releases in twenty nineteen, but also like at least for me, you know, like uh, you know I, I you know the. The Alchemist and Mad Libs kind of started getting big with Freddie Lit- Gibbs uh, in 2019. I mean, they've always been big, but obviously, but you know, uh, Freddie Gibbs kind of came on the scene a little bit more in 2019. He kind of blew up a little bit. He had that Freddie album a couple years ago, but I think Bandana was the first one. In 2019, you had Griselda, What Would Sheen Do? That was their first like major release. And I think, you know, from then you had our 25 million albums since then right um, right yeah exactly. but that kind of was like they're kind of jumping off they just got signed to shady records um another one of 2019 was uh denzel curry's uh zoo yeah mm, that's a great one that yeah was great that one. was a good one uh also and kind of just to go back to kind of like the hip-hop the old hip-hop kind of be- coming back was uh when preem uh released a new gang uh gangstar album Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, yeah one of the best. We, yeah, me, me and you were just talking about that the other night. Yeah, yeah. In which he did the Royce thing too. 
Oh yeah, yeah the prime pre- to yeah. Pre- yeah, yeah. But to go back and like get all these guru verses and you know even have Jake yeah. Cole on one of them songs like Diamonds Are Forever or not Diamonds Are Forever. Uh, uh what well, um, Family and Loyalty. Fam- family yeah. and yeah. yeah. Diamonds Are Forever. Uh <laughs> you know, so yeah, that was there was a lot of like little stuff like that that kind of started to form my rap taste in 2020, which was definitely more Again, not so much the Uzis, the internal takes and stuff like that. Uh, you know, the more like more hip hop, hip hop kind of stuff. You know, you had a bunch of Griselda, you know, all of them. Conway, Benny, Westside. You got Boldy James from Detroit coming up. He did four to five albums this year. Yeah, he went on a tear. Yeah, Shot we're, we're, we're going to have a, yeah. I think we'll have a discussion about him in a little bit. And yeah. all, of, all of Griselda, because there's a lot yeah. to say about them for sure. Yeah. and they, but they've also re- They've really shaken up the... Um, what's the what's the word shaking up the shaking the globe or shaking yeah. the 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 ecosphere of hip-hop in yeah. the past shaking the snow globe yeah. yeah well yeah and then like you know in 2019 too 2019 again like what my overall opinion of 2019 versus 2020 is that you cannot compare them they're two different worlds completely different universes you know it's mm-hmm. like kind of you guys have already spoke of like 2019 you had the normal microwave all right we're gonna make an album we're gonna merch it we're gonna tour it boom <laughs> microwave ah, ah, ah. Yeah. The, yeah. the, t- the the TV dinner album rollout. Seriously, yeah. like all of them. Like uh, even in 2019, you had the baby kind of like pop up out of nowhere, which I'm not the biggest fan right. of. But you know, but we ep- even had the, we we were talking the other night, and like out of a lot of the newer guys, he's not terrible. He just, no, he's not terrible. He's just he's just not di- he's not that diverse. He's not that diverse, but he like as far as if you want to talk some mainstream stuff, like the baby and Meg. That's when like their little eggs hatched. And right. then they freaking popped up. And then um, one other album I really liked in uh, 2019 was uh, Earth Gang's album, which, you know, mm-hmm. again, oh, under was, the, you know, great, the yeah. little uh, Dreamville, you know, uh, cinematic universe, uh, cinematic you know, universe. Yeah. You know, they're in there. But, you know, the, you know, they have kind of uh, outcasty vibes almost, you know, how yeah. eclectic uh, Andre 3000 and Big Boy were with their goofy outfits and everything. Uh, yeah. And different and, flows, you know, Atlanta. And also, like, you know, it, you could relate all the homage, you know, to even their another specifically hip hop yeah. duo coming from Atlanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and mm-hmm. that, that has well, Atlanta's really, going wild. Yeah, Atlanta in general has gone wild, and you know, you, you have in music and out. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there, yeah, um, there, there ain't no yeah. Corona there right now, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That don't exist. That don't exist. No, strip clubs is open. Yeah. Two chains is out there. Yeah, shout out to my but, people in Atlanta. Y- you know, wild. in general, we've lost um, in in recent years. We've lost the hip hop duo. It's either like you're just mm-hmm. an artist mm-hmm. or you have a collective. Where Earth Gang brought that back, and again, mm-hmm. being being from Atlanta, you know they they have a and being you know more eccentric and I guess flamboyant for lack of a better term, um, they have that you know that um that sort of like almost homage to Outkast, yeah, um, yeah. you know coming up. And even Absolutely. in twenty twenty, you know they came out with the Spilligion album, which was yeah, uh, which their was really Jids out, you know the little yeah, very, mini very collective. Like, Within, yeah, within the again within the Dreamville Cinematic Universe, you've always had these people doing things for a few years now, and yeah, even, even before they were signed before to Dreamville. Yeah, you know? and Spilligion kind of has like it kind of has like a folky vibe to it, kind of uh, reminiscent of like uh, Outkast's Idlewild, which was mm-hmm. that like music soundtrack or whatever. But you know, yeah, it's definitely I think it was like a soundtrack. Yeah, that's heavy, kind of one of my favorite outcasts. Yeah, heavy heard. old school Atlanta Outkast uh, influence on them too, and that whole little gang down there. Yeah. Um, and that's what I like to see. And then just yeah. one more thing to compare 2020 to 2019. Like you said, you know, there weren't any, many big acts in 2020. Um, but that helped me 
go and find new music. Yeah, which I was I was going to say that at one point too. Mm-hmm. Like it, because of you know everything that's gone on, and we didn't really get music for those first like four or five months of twenty twenty of twenty twenty. No, we didn't get WAP. Really, we didn't get WAP till August. Yeah. So like <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, but that really did push me to like you know like let's see because the, there's a whole world of shit that you've just never listened to yet yeah. you know that's been out for whatever a year two years i mean some of my favorite songs i found this year have been from the past couple of years right. like you know what i right. mean just the timing i just ended up not finding it till now right. you know yeah, you're mean? not distracted by the drakes and the whoever's yeah, yeah yeah exactly i'm not listening to drake every day like i normally do and that was where i probably slightly disagree with you guys because like I see where you guys are coming from, like, if we are comparing them just straight up musically. Like, 2019 was cool because it kind of founded the stars um, uh, of, like, the the newer stars, like the Megs, the, the Babies, even Lil Baby popping off in, in, in late 2019. Like, all of that kind of gave way. And then you also had, like, the, the bigger albums, like the Dreamville. You had mm-hmm. uh, Games Born to Rap. Uh, YBN Cordae was a nice was a nice emergence, too, as well. So you had a lot of that new talent. But 2020 to me was, for the reasons you guys said, was the reasons I liked it slightly better than 2019 is because in 2020, I found that I found that like I I spent a lot of time finding things. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I pride myself on being able to try to keep up as, as good as most people when it comes to when it comes to what comes out and what's mm-hmm. new. Right. But everything slips through the cracks with how much music is released. And we'll get to that right here in a second. But uh, I really found a way to I really found a way in 2020 to find a lot of newer up and coming acts and that really really uh changed and, and defined where I where I was musically at the at the end of the year so I think 2020 was what had the right amount of uh, of releases that felt important but also gave me kind of the breathing room time to not only like go back and check out what happened in previous years but also like kind of just those albums that you see on Apple on Apple Music for us when we when we're looking every Friday, like that album that oh that's an interesting album cover title he's got some interesting features let's give him or her a shot and see, and, I, you I never, a, and you never do I have a tendency that I to see, add them but not yeah I yeah. have a tendency to add them I'm like oh yeah you know what this looks crazy and you know I even which is something that we've never talked about really is like even going off of the titles of the tracks which is why yeah. what you name the song is important right you know. If I scroll through it, I'm like, hmm, this seems interesting. You know, yeah. it's like and that that's where I think a lot of divide comes in with me for like um like people, you know, a lot of the mainstream rappers nowadays, like they're they they're not creative enough in their in their presentation mm-hmm. of their work. Such as like Lil Baby, like my turn. Okay. Anything that's like my turn or my, my cra- something. Yeah. We we actually had this discussion yeah. in the album titles yeah, podcast, podcast we yeah. did. Um and it's like any my turn, my moment time to shot like that's just to me that's like it who says who, yeah. who's who made it your like why is it why is this your turn and why wasn't your last turn your turn and we you assume know? it's about you it's your album right yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> so we understand yeah it's your turn because you're the one yeah. fucking coming out with music overall overall if we had to so if we had to pay i'm going 2020 which year did you guys say you enjoyed more i'm gonna say that again all right so i'll say that i think as far as hip-hop and generally um I think I got more, a lot more. Like, let's say my master playlist. Mm-hmm. I got a lot. I got more out of 2019 than 2020. Okay. But I'll say that I'm now after 2020 in a better place musically because of the other areas I was able to dive into 
and you know that sort of thing and I, i've yeah. learned i've learned a lot more i've dove into older music you know i'm and i've gotten a lot um a lot of more like disco influence and same with yeah. you john like from like soul, our mom and stuff more R&B. Yeah, and soul and yes. like yeah people r&b like, was a great you know, in 2020 yeah. by the way Ooh, that's what i think that's what i think my 2020 was more focused on actually mm-hmm. I, I i think so I think well yeah chris you finish your point uh, uh, no, I'm, yeah. I'm good oh yeah. okay yeah no that i mean that was what i was going to say too is that you know um you know i think overall i think musically in the hip-hop and r&b realm i think for me 2020 was better again 2019 there was just so much like mm-hmm. you can't even remember like i forgot igor came out yeah uh schoolboy q schoolboy yeah. q came and go you know like yeah. and you had just so much and everybody coming out every single week whereas 2020 again for due to the circumstances, everything kind of slowed down a little. You don't got the the Drakes and the Jay-Z's and the everybody's like dropping and everything, you know, it, mm-hmm. it really gave time for the smaller people, you know, they're still grinding as if they could minus the touring. Uh, they were able to kind of get more focused this year, like in the beginning, like the baby and Meg, you know, Meg dropped her album and then the Beyonce hopped on it and all that, uh, right. the Griselda's. And as far as the, the R&B, like the Kehlani's, the Janae's, even the Janae's, you know, obviously established, yeah, but division. you know, divisions, um, yeah, all which, of them, which is a good thing. I think, I think as far as the A-list rappers, um, this year, the fact that it was the wrong climate for them to release music, mm-hmm. but it was the right climate for right. B-list and under to mm-hmm. release, you know, that's where yeah. you get Big Sean. Yeah. And Drake, that's where you Drake get... tried, Drake tried well, a little okay, yeah, with, yeah, his yeah, little, yeah. with his little tussy TikTok slide <laughs> tussie song. TikTok slide. Yeah, yeah, he tried. He's like, all right, y'all can... are stuck in the house. Like, y'all about to be dancing this. I'm wearing my mask. Like, you guys yeah. are about to be doing the same. But we can all uh, honestly, if we're in all honesty, I think that uh, "Laugh Now, Cry Later" is better than that whole album. Oh, hundred oh, percent, absolutely. absolutely. You, you know that, it, that, that was that was a very very lack, great song, but it was a very lackluster Drake project. Oh yeah, even for a mixtape. Well, or no, that was a, the Lucy one, wasn't it? The, yeah, yeah, that was the, that was just yeah, the dark just fantasy demo said, hey, tape lane d- thing. Dark yeah. fantasy <laughs> demo VHS. Yeah. yeah, he he literally said, "This is." This is uh, just stuff from the vault. Here you go. Like, yeah, that's yeah. I, it's literally I know. what so, he said. So it's, it's hard a playlist. to count that it's as a playlist. Real... Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> no, yeah, I, I've actually heard a th- – sorry, not the tangent. I've heard a theory recently about that. Drake only calls it a playlist or not an album when he knows that somebody else could potentially be – somebody else big could be dropping that year. That that way they're not put on the same plateau. Mm. Yeah, that's – uh no, seriously. Ken, him and Kendrick have never released a quote-unquote album the same year since 2012 when drake didn't know kendrick was going to do good kid mad city mm, yeah because uh, and then but since, yeah because good kid the, 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 the listen the year to pimp a butterfly came out was if you're reading was this, if you're reading tape. this and that was damn, a mixtape damn was more life damn was yeah damn was more life mixtape yeah or playlist. Uh, i mean that's true because ducking more year. i mean more life came out march 18th and then damn came out april 14th april, like yeah, two weeks after. later yeah. So by then, Kendrick probably, I mean, we're going on 2017 now, but by the time he dropped that little thought part four, uh, Drake was probably like, all right, hold up. Yeah, oh, it, exactly. You know what I mean? So like, that's a whole weird kind of like, avo- like, like ducking thing that Drake does. Which... Listen, that's why 2020 is going to be an interesting case. Study. He ducked into 2021. 2021. That's what, yeah. 2021. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean. exactly. Like we were supposed to have this. again we're in the new year. Now he's, he's <laughs> out there breaking his ankle and shit. Yeah, remember when? <laughs> remember when we were placing our bets on Sweetest Day? We were gonna get something for it, like for the Drake's album. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, like, that came and went very quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's let's go to the, let's go to this because we kind of touched on this a little bit on the last topic and that is before we get to our surprises and disappointments of the year and our albums of the year all that good stuff one more thing i want to talk about is just was there too much music because that came out this year and i, I guess we can extend it to the last year and change because this year was so weird um it, this year especially we saw every artist release an album and then release a second album and call it a deluxe like a week later, two weeks later, oh, like, a that. month later. Yeah, yeah I that's hated what the I, I was. I, and I was going to say the same hated thing. The I think trend. that is the worst trend in hip hop no. since Shutter Shades, honestly. Yeah. Like, and I again, it was probably because it was probably to get <laughs> streaming. It was probably to get streaming numbers up and get artists paid. So like at the end of the day, I guess I'm. No, I'm you got to get your money. Like, I get it, dude. Like even yeah. for instance, freaking. Uh, the, the, the deluxe edition has gone out into other outlets now too. Like Chris Rock is re-releasing. Uh, oh, I know. I saw he's, that. He's re-releasing his um, tambourine. His tambourine from 2018 stand up with a little extra yeah. content. Like he's like, why don't you just record yes, a new thing? He's he's doing a deluxe of his. He's doing a deluxe of stand up, yeah. which like stand up yeah. don't need deluxe. It has to be current. Okay. Like yeah, and and you do have the point of like you know since they can't tour. You know, and that sort of thing. I you get know, they it. Ha- they have to make their money somehow. But also, Look I, at think Dave that, I, I think yeah. that right now, yes, it could be a way to make a quick buck, a quick extra buck, you know, a little extra cash grab. But I think longevity-wise, it's going to make these people's music less significant it's every time that they come out. Yeah, it's just for the streams. It's just for the yeah. streams. Like Eminem could have done, like, music to be burned by two. But no, he made it all one big album so that people can go back who maybe didn't hear Godzilla or any of those songs on there, you know, uh-huh. just, it's, it's yeah, all the streams. It's the streams. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, that's why, like, I think at the end of like, if, if we're still seeing deluxe albums in 2022, I'm going to be hot. Yeah. Um, right. It now, used to be cool as, back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's one thing if it's it, like, if it's a couple two, extra two, with yeah. an album release, two to three extra songs after the album, album yeah and 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 it's like if you buy it at target you get a couple extra songs yeah that's a deluxe album. edition yeah and, yeah. Uh, and well, so we don't want to like, get started yeah. on target yeah yeah but uh no one of the things that like with the with the deluxe trend too is is like something that annoyed me in my ocds was like was like okay so say like amine drops limbo and then like two months later he drops a deluxe but when he drops a deluxe he drops it like he drops it with all new um he drops it with a new cover art and he drops it with like all the other songs so me being the person that cares about like st- like stream counting cuz i like i have the third party track that stats my or third party app that t- tracks all my music stats because i like to be a nerd and look at it and stuff and so so i'll i won't add so i'll only add i'll go to the deluxe album and i'll only add the songs off that so then I got two copies of the same album, and I have to remember which cover art's the original. Go in there, click the ones I like. It's just, it's so annoying, dude. Like I, mm-hmm. I genuinely hated the the deluxe album. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it it takes away from the uh, the album art. Yeah, well, not even just the cop outs, but yeah, it, yeah, it's a cop out, and I think that it takes away from the uh, the overall impact of the music because yeah. it was. It's like when I want when I sit down to listen to an album. I'm expecting this to be a moment in time. It's one it's and and it's been it's been crafted and curated in a way that you see best fit to portray whatever it is you want to portray. So why is it that now all of a sudden 3 weeks later we get a whole different album? 
and they're always the songs that were not good enough to make the first. Yeah, like, so why would you put them on there if they weren't good enough to make it in the first exactly. place? And, and it's the numbers. And the thing that pisses me off in the deluxe edition, which because uh, I'm realizing that on Apple Music, you can't even get the original versions of a lot of albums yeah, anymore. Yeah, anymore. The deluxe ones. Yeah, and the thing is that the, the fake album is, it, is the track list comes first. Yeah, or the the second the B sides comes first. Why does it come? Why would or, why would a B sides it's a come? New, I mean, it's a new one. And but the thing is, with anybody, it doesn't. I don't think I have a artist where I'm like, okay, I want to sit down and listen to 48 songs by them. Right. Not 48, Literally. but like you know, yeah. an hour and a half of an album. You know, right. not that you know, I'll, I'll keep listening to a artist, but you don't want to listen to the same album for an hour and a half that you've already listened to half of it before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, and you're not going to sit there like, well, how does this fall into the context of the rest of the songs? Because well, you know it's not going to. You yeah. know well, the I mean? most the most annoying one that really pissed me off, and he's my guy, so I hate to expose him like this, but Deontay Hitchcock, yeah, he put out an album. He put out he, a deluxe. He jumbled the whole track list. Yes, that's that was that drove me he nuts, fucking, John. He, he so fucking he like, boggled it. Yeah, he literally redid the entire like the deluxe album was literally that. It was like a mix. Of it was like all the mix. different songs. Like, like the intro somebody else the did intro. that too. I can't remember off the top yeah. of my so, head. Shout out Griselda, man, for being the one group that mm-hmm. just did not say fuck the deluxe. Yeah, and and, and it worked the best. No, because they're just gonna drop another album in three weeks. And right. I, I would, I would. That's another body of work. But I'd I would still have rather have that because it's another. Bo- it's a separate body of work, a separate idea, a separate whatever. Yeah. Or if you wanted to, like, I think a way that would have made this a lot better is if rappers just started really instead of doing the bull, the bullshit deluxe trend, if they started doing like EPs before the album. Hey, here's four songs. Maybe that one of them is on the album, yeah. or maybe all of them are not on the album. But here's some shit to get to get my name cooking and get you in the in the me, in the world that yeah, I'm in right now. In the algorithms, all that. Get that, my I, name. You're right. Research. I think that's a way better. Yeah, idea you know, some uh, some music to be murdered by. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, and and that's a perfect example. Like you saying Lil Uzi Vert versus the world too. Like Lil Uzi now has now now it's turned into. Instead of just one album and a B-side, it's one album and a whole nother album, but they're the same album, but they're different albums. Yeah. And they just – and the deluxe is and now – that to me it's was a, under a one separate of the better name. ones. And yeah. One of the better I, I'm ones, not going to say but, it was terrible. But it was, but it was annoying. I would have rather him do what Future did in 2017, which was just like – or the, 2016. The, the, the where joint – Just back to back. Yeah, Hendrix and, and, uh, and Future. Future. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about – didn't – and correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Kendrick do something where he reversed the playlist on something? Yeah, but oh, that was after like that was after like a year of fans like theorizing, oh, the album's different. The if you damnation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And and plus, what the if you get to the end of Damn, it kind of like does this whole rewinding. Yeah, thing back yeah, to the yeah, intro. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's one situation, and but he also that's the songs aren't different, and it's still the same track list just backwards. So like okay. you you're not really like losing yeah. anything that was just it's a different same... different look of kind of like a not a b-side but a yeah it, it was just like it was just like a mirrored version of what already okay. came out because people had and i hate that cover art by the way yeah because it's just the same <laughs> one love, but black and white i love kendrick but yeah i hate that cover art. no it's not even that it's like he's like next to like a house i believe and it's like black and white yeah and he's wearing it's a, a little different just damn a little different mm-hmm. uh it's uh he might be making the same face so i'm not i'm not entirely sure but uh 
Me but being yeah. a huge Kendrick fan, I can't honestly say I went through and gave him the stream for that. Oh, I didn't. One. I honestly did not stream a second of, of Damn Reversed. No, me neither. I, I've listened to it in reverse just because when Kendrick said, oh, it's a little different, I said, okay, I'll give it a try. But, like, I did it on the actual Damn album. I didn't, right. I didn't have to wait nine months for him to be like, all right, here's the re- Here's the same song, but reverse. backwards. Yeah, but uh, whatever. Anyways, let's get to our surprises and disappointments of the year, so... I think we're all on board with uh, with there was a lot of music and uh, the deluxe trend didn't need to be a trend. So let's jump to our surprise and disappointment. So I'll let whoever takes the four take the four before I read off mine. Um, Chris or John, whichever one of you wants to go first, give me uh, give me some of your surprises. We'll start we'll start with the good. Uh, go ahead, Chris, because I have to remember what I was surprised by. Um, okay, <laughs> well to start, um, one that solely instrumental but you guys both know he's like my i'm diehard fan oh, favorite yep, producer um and funny actually yesterday i just ran through like five of his albums at work and it was crazy um flying lotus Fumagra, that was a re- that that really came out of nowhere for me i thought that was last year no that was 2020 wow yeah time flies that was pre-covid though right I, yeah i'm i mean i can wow. have my facts wrong you know i'm no professional here no 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 no. i'm pretty sure it was like around the same time as like circles and all that right just yeah search, I, just search I think, it in your music life, yeah right? i think it was earlier it was early in the year but it was this year um, no it was 2019 oh damn okay well okay when well, the right. world blends together yeah again it's still march um it still surprised you in 2020. Yeah. No, no one else. It does, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, no. honestly, I didn't actually tend, end up listening to it all the way through till this year. That's kind of where I related it, I guess. Um, okay, fair enough. But, um, yeah, I mean, the blast, no love lost. That was a pleasant surprise yes. for me because I haven't heard – I'm not a huge West Coast guy. Like, you are. Like, you're a big YG fan, and, you know, I, I've never yes, been – I'm not crazy about the West Coast music, but, like, that was like a really good West Coast R and B album. That shout out my homie Will Gill for putting me on mm-hmm. that. Also deluxe, but let's not. Yeah. That's okay. But that was whatever. a good deluxe. That was a musically. Good, <laughs> I, that was a good deluxe because uh, I didn't hear it till the deluxe. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's the version I know. So yeah, uh, John, if you if you're not ready, I can list off some of mine. Um, wait, wait, if you're um I can do a couple now that I'm thinking. Okay, um, go ahead. Well, to bounce back to 2019, right quick, I did want to mention. Didn't Sir come out with that album? Chasing Summer, yes, yeah, that that was amazing. a bit, that was a really good. But one. I had yeah. high anticipations for that, so right. So I mean, just to piggy or just to go back yet. to there right quick because that just kind of popped yeah. in my head. I don't want to not say that. Um, yeah, that amazing album. Twenty twenty surprises. Um, I wouldn't call it a surprise, but it was my most played album was uh, Thundercat. It is what it is. Okay. Um, that I was have, that is a disappointment. Good. Oh, all right. Well, that's fair enough. Uh, compared we'll to leave into it in a second, keep going. Yeah, compared to leave to drunk, no. But um, it was a nice little uh, quarantine, little Dragon Ball do rag. You know, it was groovy. <laughs> Great song. Um, yeah, that that was that Dragon Ball do rag was really. What I the think world, that's what become the, what, my my favorite Thundercast song it, of all time. And it's really what the world needed at that point. Oh yeah, and the music video with Haim and everything, like it was great. <sighs> yeah. It was great. Um, another surprise is Tory Lane shooting Meg the Stallion. <laughs> Yeah, but that, that was a great song. I was sticking it to music, but yeah, that's, that's yeah, it's still that's music because now ain't no one listening to him. Yeah, and sure. everyone. And then Meg goes on her album and uses the "Who Shot You" sample, even which though was she's which one who, of the greatest moments. I've she's been. the one who got shot, so that was kind of goofy. But well, it, yeah. it, it was funny because I was at I was uh, I heard a song the other day, um, and you know it was somebody I knew was playing a playlist or just like random like something radio or whatever. And the song comes on and I'm like, hmm, this is, this is pretty sweet. Who is it? 
I look it up and it's Tory Lanez. I'm like, no, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another surprise yeah. for me. Well, uh, more of a not a surprise, but a discovery. Uh, me getting into Boldy James. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He was he, the Price of Tea in China. I think came out maybe this year yeah, or that, like, that 2020. Year. I mean, and then the other yep. five. Um, him getting signed to Griselda. That was kind of a big surprise. Um, that's at the moment. That's all I can was really surprised of. I'm just. I'm. Just, I'm. You know, a lot of my 2020 wasn't really surprised. It was more discovery. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's uh, one thing I can say. For me, it was Russ Chomp that EP because I am a oh, very yeah. well known, yeah, yeah, I'm a very well known Russ disliker. I, yeah, I like the Absol song, but you yes. even you know what's funny is I used to be a Russ fan and I've been to a Russ concert and Platty has hated him and now Platty likes this project and I hate Russ. Well, no, I'll, I'll call that a surprise too because I only listened to it a couple times, but like I've never given him a lick of the day. Just because he looked like a ding dong, uh, the internet yes. thought he was a ding dong, so I was like, I don't want to listen to this ding dong. But yeah, Chomp kind of, and he had Prem on that and stuff. Like, I, it's respectable. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had Benny and Black Dot on a track. Like, like that was really dope to me. Like, uh, that was one that I was never gonna give a chance until I heard one of my good friends tell me, "Hey, look, you gotta give this one a chance. It's only five songs." Because, and, and to me, I came to the cl- conclusion that. Russ is a very talented rapper. I will still never care for his girl songs. I think his girl songs are bland, boring, and uninspiring. And I then, think I think if if somebody but el- he can rap. If somebody else made Russ's music, I would like it more. I think Russ has a terrible personality. He's yeah. a terrible He's he's very cocky, very egotistical. He thinks he's I think the he greatest. Actually, though, stands for some some good things. Like I like I do think the that's kind of the weird divide too that I've had with Russ too. Is now I've now that mean, I've been more exposed to him. Mm, is I think he does kind of preach the right things and do some of the right things, but he doesn't do them in the best way in the most no, annoying way. And that was why, like you know, the whole thing he was wearing that crew neck that said, "How much yeah. lean and zans do you need to take before you realize you're a, a fucking mistake. moron?" Yeah. Like that's that's not because right. it was right after uh, and that's, the passing. Yeah, that's what, in my opinion, plays into him being a fucking twat and just like not, you mm-hmm. know, really like he's he's right. not he's not good for the culture. In but his opinion. his independent. Um, management that he does is commendable right yeah. and yeah and he does yeah he does I mean, he's made whole, a lot of money you know, and a lot of streams off yeah being it's independent, like that, which... that's, the, that's the whole joke behind him is like mix master produced everything myself yeah, yeah. and like there was one interview when they were like who are your favorite uh rappers of all time and he said me times five like that's just like you're not dylan bro like come on yeah, yeah. Like, like I mean, I feel, I, mean? I feel. Listen, I'm. Listen, don't back me into a corner to defend Russ all the I'm way. Not, I'm, I'm, not, not trying, I'm not. I'm not trying. To, I know. You, I know you're not dying. It was on generally. That yeah, it was generally surprising how well he rapped. I thought those were some of the fucking most greatest verses of the year. Um, Blast. Chris mentioned the No Love Lost project, which I found again. Shout out my guy Will Gill. Yeah, which you showed me, and I was very, very pleasantly surprised. I liked coming, it a lot. Coming into 2020, I did not think it was gonna happen. I was always somewhat optimist, but uh, was very happy that now finally John Connor's a free agent. He gave us SOS. I, John Connor's my, my, my dog. Check out my interview with him if you haven't. It was one of the, one of the best moments of my podcast. And uh, it was really incredible to enjoy, to enjoy his music again and have a new project from him. He had some awesome, awesome songs on there. Aminate's Limbo. Amine was an artist that I really liked after 1.5. I really saw a lot of potential in him. 
especially with that yeah, doctor see, whoever. See me me too, which is why I didn't see it as such a surprise because That's fair. you had his his debut with uh Caroline mm-hmm. and then right. that first album which was very uh very like bubbly and kind of like, you know, like very uh lighthearted, very um very yellow yeah. as it like as like that was this whole thing. Yeah. Um and then 1.5 was a little like, all right, this dude can really like kind of snap and like go hard, on yeah. like you know what I mean. And so like that was where once I heard that, I was like, okay, I le- I'm I'm interested in, I didn't the, think in what it this would... guy's gonna do. I didn't think it was gonna hit the way that it did. Yeah, that's why I have it as a surprise because we'll get to my list. Mm-hmm. So yeah, later, me too. spoiler alert, that's gonna be on my top ten list mm-hmm. now. One um, more disappointment for me, or maybe go ahead. I would say two, is Little Wayne in 2020. That was yeah. overall a disappointment. I liked him. I liked him. This yeah, year. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had a couple like, like the mahogany song, and he had a couple. Yeah, the but maho- like, mahogany dashboard. I did the dashboard. Um, yeah, his okay. feature on Timeless was crazy off I, that Benny. I don't know what that is. Yeah, no, that oh, was good. On, yeah, on that Timeless, was good. Yeah, album. but yeah. his albums, he did, yeah, like you know, yeah, yeah, like the the thing is, I he raps a lot, but he's not saying anything. After the Carter Five, yeah. we we have a new Lil Wayne, which it's I can't really. I'm oh, not, it's, it's less than. But uh, I yeah, it's it was, less than. I'm it, not all the way. Was still good. I haven't listened to. I honestly have not listened to Funeral all the way through, besides like oh, the have. mahogany <clears> one, <throat> and then nor um, No Ceilings Three. But No Ceilings Three, the BB King freestyle is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he has a couple of good songs here and there, and then uh, yeah. one more disappointment, just to throw it in there because it was one of your guys' good moments was. For me, I jumped out of my realm and I'm like, all right, this little Uzi Vert's album is getting 300,000, you know, sales. <laughs> I'm going to check it out for my first time being a little Uzi person. And I couldn't listen to all of it. Just <laughs> and that was my disappointment was like, all right, let's check him out. And I was like, no, still don't. I, I still can't click with him. That's okay. And that's okay. I mean, yeah, exactly. That was just like a personal disappointment. Like, right. ooh, maybe this is my time to get into little Uzi and I still can't. So at this point. You guys enjoy him and respect him. I'll let you guys handle him. That's fair, but I will yeah, that, say, and and even like debatably, you're probably a bigger Uzi fan than I am. Even. Oh, absolutely, I am because I'm the one that has the hot Uzi takes. I think he can give us like a Carter three level album. One mm. I think he is that damn good. I think he's. I think he's very artistic. I think he's. Um, I I think he has the potential to be very artistic, and I think he has the potential to rap. Like he was actually supposed to. My favorite story to tell is that he was supposed to be on Prime too. He mm. called he called DJ Premier and he said he said I'm sick of these motherfuckers thinking I can't rap. I'm from Philly. And, and he's and he's like, "Well, I'm doing the album with Royce." He's like he's like, "I fuck with Royce. Royce is one of my favorite spitters." I didn't know Uzi felt like this. And then Uzi was like, "Yeah, like let me get on that." And then then, then they just didn't. Um, I'm sure he's a great guy. In time. But uh yeah, but no, I right now he's listen. He's twenty like five, twenty six. Like he's he's making music for the women right I now. I think we looked it up. I think he's yeah. twenty four. Or twenty four. Okay, so he's in this. He's between in the me, realm between of, me of and me. you. I think. Yeah. He's in the realm of me. And listen, I know what I know what phase of life I'm in. And let's yeah. just say, like for Uzi, for Uzi, man, you know, give it time. Let it. No, I respect it. Yeah, 30. do your thing. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, that Uzi well, album at thirty. One more surprise. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, just touching one more thing on the Uzi thing. I think one big thing that uzi did that nobody else before him did in rap music was uzi labeled himself coming into it as a rock star not a rapper he labeled himself as you're not you're not necessarily coming for concepts you're coming for entertainment 
And, right. and that was, and which like, it's not something I'm always looking for. And most of the time I am looking for content and music, but right. like, that's what, that's one thing. And that's what a lot of people are doing now is saying, I'm not a rapper. I'm a rock star. I'm, yeah. a, I'm an entertainer. He really I'm not, did set that way. I, I'm not a, I, I'm not a rapper. Don't, I'm beyond that. This isn't necessarily rap music. It's just my music and whatever. You know? Right. So like I, he did kind of start that, which like all power to whoever wants to do that. I think a total creative freedom of whatever, if that's what you want to call yeah. yourself, as long you, as you, you don't culture vulture like post you, Malone. You can there. you can identify as a bag of walnuts. I don't care. Well, you yeah, could I say mean, the same thing about Little Wayne too. I mean, Little right. Wayne's yeah, not that's where I think a content think really, comes and from. that's what the little rock star shit. Yeah. Like he started that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like Lil Wayne was the, the first rock star, rock star rapper in 2000, and then he yeah, dropped. He was exactly. the one doing songs with like Kevin Rudolph, and he actually and, like, dropped a rock album. Yeah. Okay, yeah, <laughs> which we let's not. I mean, it was yeah. terrible, but yeah, let's let's not acknowledge that. But uh, but that's where like no, the Lil I, Uzi definitely like I can respect him in oh, that I, sense. I, I like it's that, like I, I've said that Lou. Okay, like everybody the, is Lil Wayne's sons at the end it, of the day. Went, but, yeah, well, yes, sir. I just had this conversation the other day. Is that it went from like Lil Wayne, which then flipped like almost instantly into young thug once the, once yeah. the 2010 started who flipped into uzi like yeah. you know what i mean so like it really Lil uzi is a direct product of Lil wayne oh and that's 100 percent absolutely um one of the one of the last surprises and then i'll list my disappointments and then we can see if there's any other disappointments around the room i just want to shout this guy out because right now according to what i know my intel this man is out here working at a, a geek squad for best buy so shout him out for delivering a project that I think is absolutely amazing, and that is Chris Patrick from The Heart Volume 2. This guy is literally working like, you know, just a regular-ass job right now, but he put out an album, and it is phenomenal. Like, this dude, I don't think I've ever seen, like, like a, a, a person of that of that um, early in their career seeing the potential that I see out of him. Like, mm-hmm. he is a dude, I showed you a couple of his records, like, like I think that dude is a matter of when, not if he's gonna be a star. Like that dude is, like like I talk about my my our friend Jev all the time about how talented he is and how mm-hmm. I see like I see the the world in his hands one day. But like right. that this Chris Patrick guy, I feel the, the exact same way about like he is insanely tremendously talented. So um, Chris Patrick from the Heart Volume Two. And it's crazy because he's kind of on some people's radar. Like, he's followed by Jid and Boogie, which is, like, crazy. Those those are two awesome followers to have. Yeah. Not the biggest in the world, but in my book, they'd be good. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I'll take a a Jid follow any day. Yeah, exactly. my my dog. Over um, a lot of people, honestly. Yeah, I wanted to shout out Chris Patrick for that. My disappointments, um, I had Thundercat is what it is. And for the simple reason, John, uh, like John said, it wasn't drunk. Um. I just was, as much as I love Thundercat, I was expecting more. Although I can't fully complain about it because at the end of the day, I did get my favorite Thundercat song ever, Dragon Ball Durag. Mm-hmm. And you, you have to pay, you, yeah. you gotta, you know, there's other good ones. Like right. Black Quails was right, good. Right. But Black Quails, yeah, for sure. Even the, the, the very oddly somber little beavers on the right. Mac Miller tribute with Ty Dolla Sign, and that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were some good songs. But it wasn't like, yeah, like I could see, like it. I think, I think Drunk was much more polished. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which is weird because, I mean, Thundercat and Flying Lotus have been no, known to release some very 
very well thought out and polished music. So it was it was a little weird, but I don't I still I enjoyed it is what it is for what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, again, I have it as a disappointment because I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. I wanted to love it. Yeah, and you that's wanted where, to that's you wanted it to at. be your album of the year, right? Or whatever. And Dark Lane demo tapes by Drake. We talked about this. Um, obviously, we don't have to get into that. It's a list of B sides, so who really cares? Featuring Ty Dolla Sign, that was very disappointing. Well, um, I mean, that's I'm I'm a big Ty Dolla Sign guy. Yeah, but if his album is literally called that, that that's I a, thought that could have been a cool album a, title a, a if couple, you would have done something dope with a, it. A couple of people did that this year. That was the same way, even though it's a completely separate separate sector of rap music. But Blueface released an album this year called Find the Beat because right, right. that it and it's like. In my opinion, that's the same gimmick as featuring Ty Dolla Sign. That's fair. It's like it's like playing off of the gimmick that like you're known for, like that you did unintentionally, but people have seen it as like your mo, and so right. just kind of like cashing in on that. You know right. what I mean? But like, I mean, Ty Dolla Sign's a great singer, and yeah. I never listened to the album. Yeah, the but... album was not good. It was. It sounded like a bunch of. It sounded like a like the whole album sounded like a deluxe. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And, like, and that's like the, disappointing. Yeah. The songs that didn't make right. it. And uh, Childish Gambino, three fifteen. Oh yeah, 20. that was. I, forgot I like that, that album. happened. I forgot that happened. I like that album, but mm. again, it's like Childish Gambino is like Thundercat to me. Those are people that I love. Like I want to love those albums. No, we wanted day. another like, Red Bone. Really like it. Yeah, we Awaken right. My Child. We didn't get it. Yeah. yeah, it was just. It was a little too. It, it, I I can tell you right now. I probably like that a little too much. I'd like the album more if it was just titled properly. Uh, the if, if it, the summertime songs were the best part. Of yeah, that yeah. Role. the the the, the summer pack was great, but only one of the summertime songs made it on the album. Oh, right. right. It was, yeah, it feels, feels like, like summer. Summer. Summertime um, magic didn't. Do yeah, but um, with Childish Gambino, it's like I would love to give this album another chance, but I don't know the name of the song I'm listening to. Right. Therefore, how can I tell somebody? Oh, look up this song. Like, and it kind of like ruins the. It's the, a playlist. You know, it, that's where it, playlisting comes in. But yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. And, and I, I agree. I get where he's trying to be like, this isn't this isn't separate songs. This is one long body of work that's split up into chapters. And or it's like, like whatever. All an yeah. algorithm and numbers and I don't get the full concept of the album, so maybe like I'll appreciate it more. No, I think we're all on the same page time, with that but, one, yeah. Yeah. It's a little disappointing to me. And then uh, Written Testimony, Jay Electronica, which me and you listen to together. Yeah, I uh, do like some songs. I, 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 actually, I like some songs. But did, we, did we actually make it all the way through? We did. We listened to it all the way okay. through. We were at your place. I've there actually listened couple, to that quite a few times. I do like oh, I, I like that album. Oh, oh that's a good I, one. We didn't that's even think one. about this for disappointments. D-Smoke, Black Habit. Oh, yes. That was I like these. Songs. I even listen to a Netflix freaking rapper dude. Like yeah, he's of good. Co- of course, like but he's ba- off based brand Kendrick, but based he's on good. yeah, he's he's Kroger brand Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Based off of what he did, Aldi on brand rhythm on rhythm and flow. I was like, yo, this he's dude's got, got some talent. sweet songs. Like the the when the kids pull up song was oh fucking sick, God, and then yeah. the final song he did was oh, like ridiculous. Yeah. And then we, me and Chris listened to that was an album. Me and you did not make it through. We did not get to the end of that one. Not when we listened to it together. Yeah, did we cut it off? We cut it off because we wow, we, we, we got we got off. we got like eight. We've only done it a couple of times, and we've yeah. got like we got like eight or ten tracks in, and we were like, ah, "This yeah, is kind of getting." And I finished it on my little, own. I remember. Yep, a little played out. Ooh, I never finished it. Yeah, again, it's. No, a, I I think he honestly, I think he has a. I think talented dude. Like the yes, the, I think that I think the Kendrick shadow though. I think it's a little bit unfair to cast on him. Oh, and the because, Sir like, shadow because they're freaking related yeah. too. Right, 
I mean, it's it it's unfair. It's day. it's unfair to cast because he is talented in his own accord, but. He also, but I can see where the influence, is. and I guarantee the only reason that he really—I mean, he was the best, but they probably—I mean, it's Netflix, it's TV, it's entertainment, so they're obviously casting for specific reasons, right. and I think they knew he was going to win because of yeah. relation to they didn't to pick. Sir, and then oh, everyone gets to work with a famous producer on the last got Ali. And his. And his, his sound wave, wave. Yeah. or sound wave, like, yeah. like literally the TDE, yeah, like go-to. okay, come on, dude, like, yeah, or uh, yeah, tomato, and, and tomato, where, yeah. Again, I don't think that whole Netflix show was was conspiracy per se, but I think that that when they looked at him, they said, "Yeah, this is probably get, going to be the guy that wins." Right. We don't we don't care who wins; whoever is the best wins. But like, this is the guy that like you know is probably going to win. Like they probably looked at him, especially because he was like thir- he's like thirty, like he's like he's old, right? And, and he like, was like a everybody, Spanish teacher, yeah, and, shit. and everybody else is like was like twenty six, twenty two, like type shit like yeah right, exactly like 21 and Some so people, then there's just and this grown-ass man in the if competition you go, like the, the new new people like people who cold bennett's making videos for yeah. they're like 18 literally yeah. like 18 it's i'm crazy. excited though for the next season of rhythm and flow though i think i i i, I like it, i probably. like the potential of it i like the potential of that show yeah as long um, as they keep it um real yeah keep it real yeah but um Okay, do you guys got any more disappointments before we move into our albums of the year? I was that's what I've been trying to kind of think. Um here, I got I, this list for uh for you to scroll through while I'm No, yeah, I I've been kind of thinking as far as like you know, what's what I don't think anything like specifically went out of the way to disappoint me this year. Like um, I, I I was able to grab something from most of the things that I listened to. Um I guess uh, there's one is like I was hoping for more from Run the Jewels four, that kind of like yeah. that kind of fell like I was excited for it when it came out, especially because of the it, moment we were in culturally, yeah, yeah with like the, exactly the and political k- killer Mike and, and stuff, and, yeah. and it, which he did have the good song pulling the yeah, pin, yeah, and that it was, was very it, it, good. It was, it was okay, and and it was it was yeah. definitely a Run the Jewels album, like for sure. But I was just expecting something a little bit different, which uh, I don't know. So that I guess that could be um, one of my disappointments for this year did you have anything else that disappointed you or not really i'm thinking i mean a good surprise for me just back to surprise was i did really enjoy the weekends album um i never really was a big weekend person but i did really like that album oh yeah that that was with uh blinding lights and stuff like that uh Mm -hmm. disappointments um one now that i'm kind of looking i really like the album royce's album the allegory i just wish it was mixed a little differently that was a little disappointing to mm, me. Interesting. Yeah, I like okay. the album. I was a little disappointed by the mixing. And in what way was the mixing? Uh, it just sounded a little too uh, not. It, it was. It could have been a little. From what I remember, I haven't listened to it in a few months. Um, it, it could have been crisper. Kind of like how people say about four forty four. It could have been a little bit more crisp. Um, right. Just it, it's a yeah, little too. Yeah. It, it's too like. Um, it's like too warm. It's too. Yeah, like, yeah it just sounds like one twenty eight over three, whatever. Like you know, it just. Uh, it just. I, I feel like just the quality of the mixing could be a little bit more crisp and cleaner, especially Royce right. with his. I mean, when you look at Eminem songs, I guess his isn't really mixed that well either. Right. And if I'm gonna, if they're working in the same studio, pretty much like that. I don't know. But uh, yeah, which is true. Which is one thing, but also. 
well, I don't think they're working in the same. No, not same studio, like, but they're hanging like, out and shit. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Royce has his home studio. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm sure they. I'm sure they're working yeah, at they're, home or whatever. Definitely. Um. Yeah. And, and yeah, of course, and they're getting together and whatever. Um. And they're best friends. But yeah. that's all. That that's another complaint that I've heard about Royce's, or I mean, uh, Eminem's music recently is that like his mixes because you got to keep in mind like like I think I was just talking to you about this, John. Is like me making music and stuff. It's like. You have to understand what your voice can and can't do and mm. what's going to sound good on the microphone and what's not. And sometimes Eminem and I mean, a lot of people do, but like has a tendency to do things that don't necessarily sound as good as he expects it to. Um, but, you know, I'm not here to continue my my rant on why Eminem is not. No. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go into that. But like even like yeah. to talk about their, you know, their, their little Detroit mixing, like, you know, uh, we listened to the B-sides the other day. And that song called Alfred's Theme or whatever, which everyone's like flipping out about. Like, yeah, the rhymes are good, but the beat is weird. It's like very uh, Earl Sweatshirt weird. And it's, it's just not mixed well. And that's kind of like going back to the Royce thing. Like Royce makes dope beats. He made a dope album. He rhymes the best. It's just I wish it was just like a little bit more crisp and clean is all. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I mean... Chris, are you good on your disappointments and surprises? Yeah, I think I'm pretty much set. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's jump to then. Actually, let's let's flip the order a little bit because albums of the year is, is probably the most anticipated. So we'll do. Actually, no, we'll we'll stick with the order. Albums of the year. So our t- uh, so my top ten, um, and and again, if you don't have ten, that's fine. I just like ten. It's a good number for me always. Um, number yeah. ten, Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs, and Alchemist. Number nine, SOS, John Connor. Number eight, That's What They All Say, Jack Harlow. Number seven, New Beginnings by Reason. Number six, King's Disease by Nas. Number five, Eternal Ataki, or Eternal Take, Eternal Whatever. I thought it was Ataki, but apparently it's a take. Eternal which... Whatever by Uzi. Uzi. Uzi's the man. Yeah. Number five is Eternal Take by Uzi. Uh, number four, Allegory by Royce to Five Nine. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't I'm gonna listen to it now though next time again with I didn't hear the mixing stuff that you guys heard so I wanna I wanna actually go back to it um a, after after this podcast but I I revisited that album pretty much all year and I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed it for sure uh, number three Burden of Proof Benny the Butcher and Hit Boy number two Limbo by Amine and my number one album of 2020 my guy Big Sean Detroit two um. Okay, first it's off, a, yeah. It's an entire, and, entirely fair list. Yeah, I go think. ahead and go where... Uh, well, I know my one and two are very different than pretty much a lot of people. Like, um, Maybe not this circle. Maybe this circle will have will have some similarity there. But Oh, for sure. Uh, but I think outside of this circle, like all my people, shout out my people at On Deck, shout out my people at Dead End. None of my top two are nowhere near either of their top tens. Right. Um, which is surprising to me. I thought I thought Big Sean Detroit too, with it being arguably one of the biggest releases this year, mm-hmm. um, arguably the biggest release of the year. Uh, I I would have thought that that would appear higher up on more people's list, but it hasn't. Um, but for me, it was it was my number one album of the year, and we can get into the the debates and stuff after if we want to, mm-hmm. but. Right now, let's just list ours. So go ahead, Chris, and go with um, yours. Okay, so I, again, mine is based off not what I necessarily think were the best albums, even by specific artists, but what I personally listened to the most. Right. I mean, obviously not, but I took what I listened to the most based off of that and then you know can compile the list from that. So for me, I have 
at number ten, I have Jack Harlow. That's what they all say. Very late in the year. Yes. My my actually my ten and number nine were both very late in the year. Okay. Um, so Jack Harlow. That's what they all say at number ten. Number nine, I have uh, Real Bad Boldy by Boldy James, and Shout out Boldy. I think the producer's name is Real Bad Man or Real Bad Guy or something like that. And so that's where Real Bad Boldy came from. Um, I really and that was a late one too. And I've been listening to it honestly over like the month of December, and I came to really, really love that project. I don't know how much like thought you've given it or whatever, um, but I like that project. I, I, I just haven't sat with it enough. Yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot, and like that that is like a lot for me to say that these two new ass albums were so high on my list. But like you know, I mean that's that's again, I've gone through a lot of weird low points of not listening to this year's music. Um, all right, so number eight is Benny the Butcher, Burn to Proof. Okay. I, Awesome ridiculous album. hit boy yeah. chef's I think kiss that, i think that's all of our i think that's probably going to be in all of our top tens um we'll see now this one my, my next two definitely didn't make your guys's so for number seven for me and you guys are not going to be surprised by this lil yachty little boat three mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense for you if, i know you love when, that if you get your your uzi album in there i get <laughs> yeah. my yachty album that's fair like that's just like and it I was, think it, Uzi it, is to me what Yachty is to you. And that that um, album had a lot for me. Like it was a very one. I was excited for it because I'm I'm generally a Yachty fan, which I understand when people aren't. It's a personal thing for me. I don't even care. I, I'm not gonna sit and defend and say he's the best. Right. You know, I just like him. And so that album came out when I was like moving out of my apartment um you know and and the riots and stuff were going on and it's there it's the summertime but it's not really summer we can't do anything so like it was a very strange time and that album was kind of helping me through a lot of like that stuff because it was just fun it's not serious it's not it's just good to listen to yeah yeah, easy fun listening and so i really enjoyed it um all right, number six, TK Maidza, Last Year Was Weird, Volume 2, which I've kind of showed you guys a little bit of it, but again, I've gone through that album very, very hardcore, like a lot, and I really ended up loving it. But it's only an EP, actually. Okay. Um, number five, New Beginnings, Reason. A. Hey. Self-explanatory. Number four, Detroit 2. Yes. Number three, which I forgot about and then started going back to recently, was um, it's a mixtape. And it's not very well mixed or produced or anything, but Smino, she already decided. I loved it. Oh, and yeah. It, it wasn't super super sense. deep. It wasn't super, you know, like it wasn't really the most, the deepest project, but I really loved it because I just think Smino's the, the sauciest dude on Planet Smino, Smino is very fun. Yeah. I, I've liked Smino a lot in the last year than I, than I did uh, previously. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to MJ, Gerald Lathan, a.k.a. Coffee Black. Yeah, who, Coffee Black. Coffee Blackman, who yeah. put me on to um, Smino. Um, yeah. Number two, Mac Miller Circles. Okay. Rest in peace. And number one for me is Limbo by Amine. Wow. So you actually ended up with Limbo over over Circles. Yeah, because I've Circles is a, is a circumstantial listen. Mm-hmm. You can't listen to Circles every day. You, because it's too it's it's one it's just too somber. Yeah, right? I did that for and, a while. Yeah, and I did too, like towards the beginning of the year. Yeah, I was listening to it every day, but it's hard to not get in a funk when you listen to it or in a weird. That's how I feel about Eminem. Like I can't, I can only listen to Eminem like at a gym. Mm -hmm, Can't just sit and listen to Eminem every single day when you're exercising. Punch a hole in my wall. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my list. It's a little, little bit different than yours, but yeah, 
but we had some overlapping interests, and yeah. I think we'll I think we'll have some overlapping on John's side. John, what do you got for your tenor? <clears throat> um, so I'm just again just quickly looking at like my Spotify and stuff. I wouldn't say my best and favorite, but I have, and I don't necessarily have an order, but I can name ten probably. Uh, Alfredo is definitely up there. Yep. Uh, the reason album was very good. Okay. Uh, Burden of Proof by Benny was really good. Yep. Circles was really good. Detroit Two was really good. Okay. Pray for Paris by West Side Gun. That that was my. If I had to rule one more album out for whatever reason, it would have been Pray for Paris. Would have made it on my list. Okay. Mm. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right. Yeah. Six. Pray for Paris again. No order. Uh, Price of Tea in China. By Boldy James. Okay. That was a big one for me. Spilligion was really good for me. Yep. From a King to, to a God well. was really big for me. Yep. Conway. That's Conway, That's right? Conway. And then if I had to name one more, man, hmm. I'll just, <laughs> it's just all all the R&B and soul stuff I've found over. I, you know, I really, I, I went back and really explored more, uh, uh, you know, old soul and r&b stuff that's my number 10 like or funk stuff okay. you know just at, that's at, fair at, as a right. r&b as an album right yeah that's what i'm that's saying fair. just like the whole so, genre so, like the 2020 yeah, so genre your list, is, your, your list is like it's literally like alchemist griselda and two more albums yeah all right two chains <laughs> that two chain song can't with that <laughs> samples oh, yeah. hollow notes i'll call that one. Yeah. Oh man that was yeah, really and dope. see, and no, I'm, not that there's anything wrong yeah. with that because quite they've pretty much had the biggest year. Out no, of them yeah, just like all of them, like Kaylani and her and Ari Lennox, like all all of them. Like that's my number ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, I mean, you guys broke the rules a little bit, but that's fair. I, I broke the rules, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, like, I, I have a top twenty-six. Um, after whatever. this past year, there are no, yeah, there's rules. no rules. That's very true. If, 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 if they, they can if, do deluxe albums, if we can, if we do, can like, do deluxe albums a week after, and we can storm the capital. I got a deluxe list. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There you go. A deluxe list. Deluxe list. Stay tuned for and the B sides. And that's how you were able to put uh, Flying Low on because it was a deluxe twenty twenty album. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Twenty. Right. All right. Uh, we stretched to make that joke work, but it worked. It landed. MVP of 2020. Like <laughs> MVP of 2020. Mm. I'll do mine like the NBA because I'm an NBA guy, and usually they have they post the top three um, vote getters in NBA, so I'll, I'll put them in order. Number three, I have Uzi. Number two, I have Lil Baby. Number one, I have Hip Boy for all his executive producing with mm-hmm. Benny the Butcher. Big Sean on Detroit too. With Nas, every, Grammy nominated. Uh, Nas, uh, King's Disease. Like he was just absolutely everywhere. He was on Jack Harlow's out. Like he had a beat. Mm-hmm. He had at least a beat on every on almost every big project of the year. Um, so he really locked in and, and did his thing. So that's my top three. You guys can only give one if you want. Um, but if you have a couple others like me, you wanted to give shout out to. I go mean, ahead. We, we pretty much we talked about it the other day, and I think me and him pretty much agree. Um, you could say it, but I'm pretty sure I already know what he's going to say. No, say what you're saying, because I don't know what you're saying. Um, Alchemist. Oh, yeah. Potentially <laughs> had the best. Yeah. The That's best what I was thinking, year. yeah. I mean, if we're going to yeah, talk about he... just hip-hop in general, oh, yeah. like... Yeah, I'll I'll say... I'll, and Hip Boy, I think, and Alchemist were the two biggest this whole year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would absolutely. Say. Alk was smoking this year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, and if, if I'm going to say a rapper, 
you know, I'll, and I'm not going to say it's any of Griselda because again, mm-hmm. it's, it's, that's a still at this point, it's getting more notoriety, but it's still a little more niche. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that like little baby in the mainstream perspective probably had the best year yeah. as a rapper. Oh yeah. Like, because I mean, I mean he he, the, he's, the, he's doing the, 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 the album. He had the bigger picture, the political and, and song. He's, he had doing, it all. he's doing the Wayne and the Drake where he's featured on everybody's album yep. and like you know so I'm, i'll give him that homage even though i'm not the biggest little baby fan mm-hmm. i'll give him that you know so i think for me it's yeah. alchemist hit boy um then if i had to pick a rapper probably little baby yeah yeah that's fair little baby's the truth man that bigger picture is the one <clears throat> i love that record yeah that was i know that was a big deal um go go ahead john i'm gonna say my overall mvp of this year and like not just talking radio just like you know because, you know, everyone in the hip-hop, they, they can, you know, pay attention to everything in the hip-hop, not necessarily what's on radio. Like, I'll say, like, you know, the right. Freddie Gibbs, which connects, yeah, you know, uh, to The Alchemist, which connects to Griselda, which connects to Benny, right. which connects to right. Hip Boy. Yeah, yeah, I was, that's the MVP for me this year, is that whole, what? like, resurgence of kind of wow. old-school hip-hop, including Freddie Gibbs into the whole mix, too. Which yeah. yeah, I and I I do partially agree with that, but I think Freddie Gibbs really started to um, gain his traction within the year or two prior because you yeah. had Bandana mm-hmm. with Mad Lib yeah. and that sort of thing. Which is why I wouldn't necessarily give him twenty. Like if anything, I would probably give Benny over. Yeah, um, Benny's more. Freddie Benny's Gibbs. got a Drake song in the tuck, like. Yeah. Uh, but Freddie yeah. like he, just became the most he like the he's like a friendly rapper, even though he got beef with Jeezy. But like you know, Freddie Gibbs, he's yeah. he's yeah. Grammy he's, nominated, he's good, and he's a good person. I mean, Alfredo, yeah, he's a good person. He's a good presence. Uh, you want to talk about yeah, presence funny, MVP he, like Twenty One Savage? I guess is everyone's favorite rapper now. Clubhouse, yeah, or everyone's I mean, favorite okay, personality it, at least. The Clubhouse God, straight up. But like you know, I, I would say yeah, Freddie Gibbs like he's liked by everyone and the whole Griselda. Old school, Boldy James, that kind of stuff. Al- Alchemist, Hip Boy, like I think that's what made 2020 hip hop what it is. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Generally, I agree too. I yeah. That whole I universe over there. Yeah, I think that, that cinematic I think, universe I think, was. The I think one. for for the for the real like the real hip hop and like you know I guess the old heads are people who you know us being hip hop historians and whatever. <laughs> right. Don't call me. Don't call me a hip hop historian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate. Listen, LeBron is the goat, but that almost made me say. No, you guys remember how he, much I hated. He that. was about to invent the deluxe. Yeah, he was. He executive produced. He was working on he executive it. produced. Uh, what's it? Two chains is rapper go to the league, and he's like, the A&R, there's this video I, where yeah. he's like, look, you know, we're gonna drop the album, and then in a few weeks we're gonna drop a deluxe with like three or four more songs, and Two Chains is like, whoa, bro. No, see, I'm not. I'm. I, it was. It, it was a okay. joke. Like I'm saying. Yeah. Like, oh no, of us, course, yeah, no. Uh, us yeah. having us three specifically having a very extensive knowledge of what's happened in hip hop over the past although, forty years. Although LeBron, years. LeBron, we have to give LeBron his credit in in the history of hip hop. Man, without him, we wouldn't have got Untitled Unmastered. Yeah, and LeBron is. Uh, he's very close to a lot of people in the game and whatever. Uh, but shout out to him. I'm saying, and he made like, Young Jeezy drop twenty three, twenty four back in the day. Mm, interesting oh yeah i used to wow. i used to sell kobe yeah. now i sell lebron oh, i was 24 23 um anyways sorry. yeah but uh i i think no, that i think that like for people like us who 
we have our we have done our research and we know shit and we know what how hip hop is and like I think for us that's where the Griseldas and the and the Freddie Gibbs and the shine, Alchemists yeah. really shine. Where that's why I'll still include Lil Baby up there is because I think for the general listening public of mm-hmm. people who you know it's like people people I work with or even like some of the older heads who like don't have the resources to get access to all of Freddie Gibbs music or whatever mm-hmm. that like just listen to like you know radio the main main sh- yeah radio right. shit it's like people tend to really cater towards Lil Baby nowadays like I can't really I don't think any of my friends have like outside of like you know you and Matt and Ben like. I think everybody like pretty much is on the little baby train. Yeah, like even much. still, yeah. yeah, like Victor and everyone. See, that's a little yeah. completely different universe for me, though. However, because mm-hmm. like I don't do me and my people. Like I don't know. I I just I again like I respect him, especially with all the social justice and and we yada yada. Like I respect him. I just can't click with him. You know what I mean? That's yeah, right. but I mean, I, I would say that's also not necessarily a disconnect for you because you have like. Christina, who listens to uh, she listens to like Meg, Meg, the, Meg. She listens like to Meg yeah. and like the, the and baby, but not. She, she listens to yeah, little baby. Course. Yeah, and no, she's I'll, all about her real that, hot girl shit, you know. Yeah, but, uh, I, I of course shout out to Tina. I'll say it all lies currently under mainstream hip hop. Sure. Though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sure. I just um, like I don't. No one in my universe I can think of was like, yo, you listen to this little baby song. You know, it's just, and that's just a generational divide, is all I think. But yeah, that's right. okay. Yeah, totally I respect okay. him. 100. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Hate, and I yeah, like I'm not. Hating. Well, no, no, because Chris, Chris asked me, "You listen to this little baby song?" And I'll say, "No, never heard yeah. it." Like literally, like I don't even listen to little baby. Yeah, like no. That. But yeah. I, I, I give him his. Give it a couple of years. We're gonna be where you are, John. We're gonna be. Yeah, and then you're gonna be. Yeah, like oh no, you're gonna be looking at little freaking. There's gonna be rappers called like little filing cabinet because they've ran out of rap names by the time it hits like 2028. Oh, there's our, there's already a little Windex. Little Windex, yeah, like little filing. Yo, I'm young refrigerator magnet. Yo, what up? Little, little refrigerator, little big back. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out the goat. Little big back. Little, little hole in my wall. Little hole in my wall. (laughs) Listen, let's jump to let's get out of here, man, because we're getting goofy now. (laughs) 2021, man. Um, this has been this has been a fun conversation, but we'll close it with 2021. Looking ahead to that. The obvious answer is, of course, we're all waiting for the big three. We're all waiting for Cole, Kendrick, and Drake. I my my grand take that would never happen, but I would love to happen is I would love it if all of them said "fuck it, let's drop on the same day," and just like and just like make it like a hip hop world. That would be really dope for me, um, especially because they're like doubtful, but it would, yes, it's at this, it's good. To I mean, who's to say it might happen? I don't think so because Drake announced his album in January for a very particular reason. He announced this today he made it clear that other people would that Cole and Kendrick knew that's when he's coming and so it's, that they it, can kind of say and that's his way of saying passively aggressively hey stay away from January that's fucking mine no but I also think that a big reason he's dropping it in January is because based on the title certified lover boy it comes out just in time for Valentine's Day mm. I didn't think about that you know what I mean and and he didn't he wouldn't Drake's want, gonna have no shortage of of problems on, he, on Valentine's yeah, Day yeah and he wouldn't want to drop it on Valentine's Day because then other people might 
he wants it. I think he wanted it out a couple of weeks before that way people sit with it already and then they can play mm. it in the background while they're getting mm. like, you know. You that know way you I mean? already know the deep cuts yeah, coming exactly. into it. You know when Shorty's coming th- over for Valentine's Day. You, you gotta, know what to you, throw You got to admit, that's kind of, that's, that that's pretty that is a good That is a good idea. If he drops like January Th- this 28th. This is all theoretical. This is just off topic. If he drops January 28th, which ironically is a random day that I picked. I don't know if that's a Friday, but that's also J. Cole's birthday. That's also, and that's also the intro to, yeah, 2014. Yeah, which is J. Cole's birthday. So I, like, I never knew that, actually. Um, So, yeah, that would be a slap in the face, J. Cole. That would be funny. But, no, uh, I, I would love for them to all three drop on the same day. They probably won't. Um, They definitely won't, I should say. But uh, that would be cool to me, especially because they're like, we're seeing the new generation. I would love to see that. But outside of that, man, because I talked about them on a pod like a month ago or a month and a half ago about like Kendrick Cole, Drake, what to expect. So you could go check that out. Um, Besides them, who are some people that you're looking to head to in 2021? Who's some people like John? Who's somebody that like you maybe maybe the last couple years, maybe they released something that had you interested and very excited for their next project, or maybe they didn't release anything. And you're like, I'm waiting for this person. I'm waiting to hear from this person. Who in 2021 are you kind of looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to whatever gangster side Drake takes with the Benny record. Okay. It's going to happen. So, I mean, it's going to happen this year at one point. Yeah, Drake's mm-hmm. definitely coming into Benny's world. Benny's not coming into No, Drake's no, world, no, no. Sure. Benny's not about to be like, you used to call me on my jail yeah. phone. Trap, on my trap yeah. phone. You on my track phone. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Late night when the feds chase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just ran out of minutes. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, uh, no, uh, that, that's, a, that's a good point. Um, I, I'm looking forward to whatever JID is going to do. Yes, he, he was on he, my I list. Know, I know, cause, and he's got, Platty's got a note right here that I was waiting for. Yes, sir. I'm really excited to see what he does, and I hope Earth Gang comes with something this year too. Yeah, I mean, if we're not has an album with no idea. If we're not talking about um, like the big three, yeah, JID. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to see maybe Schoolboy Q does something. You know, oh. He said he was supposed to drop in twenty twenty. Uh, he no. said, "I'm not bullshit." And I, no, I just want to, I want to see how uh, certain people. Oh, uh, new emotional oranges come in. Um, oh, yes. Yes. that's gonna be a good one. I kind of just want to see Especially, how it's gonna be their album, right, John? Yeah, it's called not the like Juice. A, another yeah. EP. It's called the Juice it's or like the Juice Box or something like that. Um, it's their, it's their debut. Yeah, there's, it's their debut. Um, okay, sweet. But I'm just interesting to see how people evolve. Um, I want to see Masego, see what he can do. He's a very talented guy. I like him. You know, like, mm-hmm. not say, you know, rap, hip hop, whatever, but he's in the realm, like, you know, how he yeah. evolves. Um, I always, uh, St. John, he's been like really like, I think St. John's going to blow up a little bit more now. Yeah. You know, it's funny, especially because well, his last album uh, was like, a lot I would of love to see George, I would love to see Georgia Smith do something new. Uh, oh, well, Georgia Smith is allegedly rumor has it that georgia smith is um kendrick's second signed artist for his yeah i saw her in that video yeah yeah um so that baby plausible yeah Yeah, i'd like to see so yeah it's um, i just want to see everything that i learned all these different kind of like smaller artists i found in 2020 mm -hmm. i'd like to see how they continue to evolve right yeah 
I I'm really interested in JID. I'm glad you brought him up because honestly, like, and he has if he has no oh, one, just no one more. Jay Z is probably dropping it. Somewhere. Go ahead. I mm. hope so. I yeah, hope so. I didn't even He's think about He's still growing that. his hair. Yeah, hair's still growing. Oh, yeah, that is Something's true. happening. Hair's still growing. Yeah. Something's uh, happening. Um, JID, JID having an album with no ID. Um, first of all, there's a lot of there's a lot of area I, for play on words there. Yeah, there's a lot. Of Someone's had to have J-I-D. thought of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no JID. Yeah. Whoa. No J. No, yeah, that's a great idea though. <laughs> right, but uh, but no, I think that's the like he's the one that like everybody's looking at as like especially in the lyrical realm of like the next quote unquote budding superstar, and I think we saw with Lil Baby, we saw Meg Thee Stallion, we saw the Baby, we saw Roddy Rich, we saw all these people pop up, and probably one or two of those are not going to be around for the decade, but. There's a good chance that um, that that a few of those names are like those feel like those feel like long term next generation stars, and JID we all hold to that potential of being that. So this is his moment for me to for him to establish himself like with Uzi as well as like I'm gonna be here for the next ten years right. like and, like it or not. And I think he already is. And his feature he, game has been a lot better and, recently. And too. I th- I think he's already yeah. Um, what was it on? Uh, on Amine's album, he said, "Oh, uh, roots. oh she she likes my third eye. Uh, she, she loves, loves my, my third leg. leg. <laughs> that shit is hard." Yeah, and then he, the one on Saint John was really hard too. I wanted to say with Saint John, I hadn't. Um, I, I've never really. I started listening to the album because you guys both said it was really good. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really get into it, but I found an older song by him that I really like, and I've been listening to Roses? every day. No, <laughs> it's called. It's off. Have you ever listened to the collection? That's the first yeah. one. Yeah. It's yeah. the the outro track. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you got too lit last night. I like that song. Yeah, I don't like. I've yeah, I don't it. like every song by him, but I do enjoy a lot by him. Yeah, I think he. Well, he. Let's be real. He makes music for for girls that do coke. But, Hell yeah, that's a hundred percent correct. But not wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Not, not that there's anything that. wrong with it. it. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Shout out Seinfeld. But um. But uh, no, like I think I think Saint John, like the last album was cool to me, mm-hmm. but uh, like four or five of those songs were like renditions of his. Oh no, songs, this new like, one was just kind of like so, yeah. a, a kind of like a fancy That's fancy I mean. way to do a B side or a deluxe. I mean. But he also right. like he so, did his yeah he redid his old songs, which is kind of like that's a, that's a right. little different than a deluxe, I guess. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It is, it is. But like at the same sense, like now it's got me excited to say, okay, like new, yeah, okay, like new shit, find, yeah, new, like give me a new, mm-hmm. new Saint John album. Yeah. And whether we get that next year or the year after, um, I'm very excited for for Saint John. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Another name that I have on here is Chance the Rapper. I have uh, no clue if he's retired mm-hmm. or if he's planning on making another album. But yeah, I would right. love to see the climate. I would love to see the reaction when he announces he has an album coming. Like I would yeah. just love to see what does Twitter do, right? What does Twitter do when Chance announces he has another album coming? Probably clown him because he was. Yeah, they're gonna the clown him. They're gonna be like, "Do you love your he, wife?" He, he was like nobody. He was beloved. He, he was set up to have the best career. Oh my god, he was a layup. Yeah, it was a fucking layup, dude. It, he he had he, which is why I think it's still there for him to take. He was he was driving the ball and just fumbled it. I don't understand, man. This man dropped the ball on the one yard line. I don't know, whatever sport insert sport analogy. Yeah, but like he being he NBA's number one insider, yeah. I always have to <laughs> right. Um, uh, no, that's just it with with the big day. And we talked about the other yeah. night. 
okay, it might not be as bad as everyone thinks it is, but it's still not what we wanted from him. For and, for him to drop an interview that said this is the greatest album of all time, he said he said literally all respect to like Chronic and like night and like that's ridiculous. All of that, but uh, this is the best album of all time. Well, fuck out. And Zane Lowe was like doing his Zane Lowe thing where he's like, I could see that man, I could see that the way you <laughs> arranged Lowe. the album. Like, I could see another person that will probably drop music here soon is Terrace Martin. I want to see what he does continuing. Oh, Oh, he just he he just had. I know that's what I'm saying. Like, I hope he continues to make good music. Dude, the second the second track on it, the voice of Nipsey Hussle or whatever is like fucking great. It's like the the one with Nick Grant, super super jazzy, uh, super jazzy type shit. Yeah, I just want to see what he keeps doing because that's he's he's cool. I want to see YBN Corday follow up. A Grammy-nominated project. Oh yeah, he's one of those guys that well, he, like everybody looked at as like, okay, he could be like one of the next the guys. We well, dropped his. He dropped oh, his he, little gamer tag. Yeah, is he gonna be? He, yeah, so he he's started. Just he, you know, and he originally gained the notoriety from being with the. Well, he also and he also dropped the YBN by the way. Yeah, yeah that's he, what, that's he what dropped his gamer, about, tag. gamer oh, tag. Oh yeah, yeah. So Cause they met through like Xbox, wasn't there or some shit like that? Oh, is that actually? What yeah, it there was? that was yeah, like legit. their little clan, and then. Yeah, like they played oh. Fortnite together, on and then Xbox. they did the whole out of yeah. future internet well, thing. Yeah. yeah, because well, it started, but the first one to get big was y- YBN Namir. Yeah, Remember with that, um, uh, what was the song? Hmm. They, they say, "Where are you at, Namir?" I said, "Just passing the breeze." I don't something. I'll show it to you. You'll yeah. remember it. Um, I'll remember it. Yeah, that was what got the whole clan like popping or whatever, and then Corday just blew him out the fucking water. Yeah, Corday did. Corday did his thing, but he's one of those guys that like I'm really interested. Is he going to be like a big shot where he's on the outside looking in, or is he going to be one of those guys that puts himself in there? He just had a good song with somebody. Are you talking about the ago. Roddy Rich? Is it with Roddy Rich? Yeah, I was the say gifted. Was, yeah, yeah, that yeah. came out like a couple months ago. Yeah, I know, but that's but still, yeah, yeah. that's the most recent. Right, right. that's his, probably we presume his lead single off his album. Yeah, one would hope. Uh, um, yeah. So yeah, one person who I was really looking forward to, um, who hasn't announced anything, but I haven't heard from in a long time, and his last album was super polarizing. So I kind of wanted to, uh, you know, see where he was going from there. Is ASAP Rocky, mm-hmm. who that's a good, that's one. A good one. You know, as somebody who somebody who made. Um, a lot who who gained a lot of traction in like the early 2010s you know almost on the level he kind of gained the b-list the b-list slot alongside he was with sean alongside big sean and q and all them yeah and his last album by far his most polarizing people loved it people hated it and i really Mm want to see where he's going to go from this point forward he hasn't talked much about making music recently but i'm he's dating rihanna so i don't know how interesting is that is that is that so yeah. Oh, I didn't. So know I don't that. know how interested he is in music. Anymore. Yeah, there's, there's bigger fish to fry right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that, like he's somebody who I'd really like to hear from this year. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I I would like to see if Kanye can once again put out a normal piece of work. I don't know. Well, it's gonna be gospel for here yeah. on out. <clears throat> Kanye is one of mine too. But okay. But and like like the only the only Kanye we haven't had yet is divorced Kanye. That's so what I was gonna say too. To yeah. See, Who's to say oh, what's to yeah. happen? That's the only Kanye we have not gotten to taste of throughout his whole life yet. Um, we've had post-mom death Kanye. Mm-hmm. We've had just married Kanye. We had new dad Kanye. We had um, existential crisis Kanye. We had after the mental hospital Kanye. We've had very many different. We had then back in the day the Taylor Swift Kanye mm-hmm. and the and you know so many different renditions of his character. So what is the next one? Where what does he evolve into now? Yeah, 
that's very that's very true too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think it comes down to simply with Kanye. I think it's just he's got other endeavors than music. Like, yeah, which is I, that's think, totally fair. Like, I think that there's a lot of he puts a lot of energy into a lot of different projects, yeah. and so as and a, he, as a result, they all they all kind of take from each other. Like, he yeah, could probably be he could probably be better in the fashion industry if he didn't make music and he could probably be better at music if he didn't do the fashion shit. Yeah, and he like, said and he said even too that thing. like that like music just opened the gates for what he really wants to do. You know what I mean? Like he said mm-hmm. that in the past like that like, you know, it, I think it, yeah, he's wanted to do everything. Yeah, yeah he's wanted to, you know, you, you can they, you can record it back mm-hmm. to, you know, around like Twisted Fantasy when he started saying that he's going to be the biggest fashion designer in the world right. and like all that type of and fast you know, forward, you know, he is in, one in, of yeah, in, in typical Kanye fashion, yeah. Like so, um, yeah, that's a good one. I'm very excited for Kanye because my only problem with Jesus King wasn't the sound itself. Like I know a lot of people didn't like the mixing. I wasn't a fan of the mixing. Kanye said the mixing was intentional, so I'll, I'll trust Kanye. That's what you say when that. you have a badly mixed album. <laughs> I mean, true. I mean, true to an extent. But I, I think if anybody's gonna intentionally mix an album a certain way, it's Kanye. I mean, and there are like, people who do it, but there's it also has to come off like it was intentional right right and, and, so, and that album fair. did not come off like yeah. it was intentional like my it, biggest problem with it was that every song sounded like it was going somewhere and then it ended yeah it exactly. was like every song was like there was no climax there was yeah. no uh no bridge if the songs had more build yeah, yeah exactly um the song structure was was my issue with that album but i'm very mm-hmm. excited to see what kanye does next i'm always going to listen to him I'm always gonna like him. I mean, Jesus King is the closest I was to not liking a project, and I still like that. So, yeah. So me. you know, I think that's a co- oh no. You know what's coming this year? That's, that's really gonna be a big fucking deal. Isaiah Rashad, baby. Oh my god! god I'm I hope so, so geeked if, for that album, dude. I only want to. I have you, have want you, to know. Uh, I I don't know if you've seen. I saw some videos of him previewing yeah. new music. I'll show them to you. Yeah, they were like they're like from like a year ago now though. <laughs> no, no, this is new. Oh shit! Brand okay. new. This is this is gonna change my world. Way post why um, worry. Yeah, oh. basically everybody T D not named Kendrick I'm excited for. I'm yeah. excited for SZA. I'm oh, excited SZA, for SZA too uh, I'm excited for Absol. Excited for Absol. Yeah. I'm excited for J Rock. I'm excited for Q. Uh Isaiah Rashad. Uh yeah. I'm very excited for anything T D. Uh what uh, what else for me? I think that's it for me as far as uh, stuff I'm I'm listening to yeah, or i'm and, excited to listen to, and next to see, year and for me other than that it's pretty much to see wherever else whatever um, new things happen yeah whatever new things yeah. happen and wherever else griselda and um the alchemist and i think Mad- griselda and should, madlib can move forward i think and, griselda should definitely slow down next year i think that yeah, would be in their I, best yeah, interest i think so too. that's a good point because so. they're, they're oversaturating. I mean, even West Side Gun, like West Side Gun, should have probably just stuck with Pray for Paris this year, and that's it. Because that but, other one is very good too. But yeah, like, Fly God is an awesome guy. But uh, no, Sunshine. Oh, oh, there, there's <coughs> no, there's no Sorry. Sunshine or yeah. whatever it's called. Yeah, that um, one was very. Oh, that's very my. Good that almost he, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also had Fly God is an awesome guy too. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's you don't need three albums in a year. Yeah. And for and shout out to them for being able to deliver three quality albums of the year, like you said. I mean, right. I mean, it's not for they're, me. They're two of those bad. were almost made my top ten. Right, one of so them like, did for me. But so like, yeah, for me, um, you know, it shows that like they're not sacrificing quality for quantity. But I, I want to imagine what does a nine month Benny the Butcher album sound like? Yeah, and we're not even asking for the two year album. We're asking right. for the not the like, nine month, the or nine month, eight month, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like like just. It's like there, it, an album can be produced in too short of a time and too long of a time. Well, so he has money now too. Middle ground. 
and yeah. he has money now. And yeah, and they have and the he got ability shot. to kind of bring in and, whoever and, he wants. Oh, and, and he yes. got shot. Yes. And, yeah, but they all have the resources now to do almost whatever they yeah. want. But, I mean, uh, but I, I do want them to t- take a step back, maybe drop, instead of this year, I maybe think, drop like two projects. I could see. One at the top, I, one at the end. I could see at some, out. some point know. this year there being a Benny and Jay-Z song. For mm. sure. I think out of all of them, I think Jay-Z would most likely make a song with Benny first. I agree. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe I Conway. Agree. Maybe uh, Conway. Maybe Conway, but I don't yeah. see a Jay Z in West I think Side Benny's just the, the one that clearly one. no disrespect to the others, but I think he's clearly the one that stands out. Yeah, yeah no, totally. Yeah, and he's the most uh, industry friendly. Industry friendly, the most. That's true. I, I think the most. I, I wouldn't say that. I'd say Kanye Conway falls in the middle, mm-hmm. um, but I think Benny's the most. Yeah, just the most listenable out of all of them. Absolutely. Yeah, you really have because to have it. West, yeah. West Side uh, West Side Gun is have a quiet taste. taste for West yeah. Side Gun. Yeah. Boom! 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 Uh, a couple like kind of like out of left field 2021 things that would be cool um kind of like uh asap rocky joey badass right oh yeah oh, said, i totally badass. forgot about that joey badass is supposed to drop he had a year. dope feature on and that he did a little show. three yeah. or four pack in the beginning of the year but um yeah, yeah. The, the the light that was interesting the, the light no and he sampled he yeah. sampled roy airs everyone loves the sunshine that's one of my favorite songs like that was pretty cool yeah so uh no i that's you're you're 100 right and I, then i completely uh, i've been trying to rack my brain i'm super geek and then badass. out of completely out of left field what i would love to see in 2021 is a roots album Mm, that it is possible. That hasn't happened since I mean, 2014, and then you shot your cousin. Yeah, which is compl- uh, I I would love it. Like I said, like completely <laughs> yeah, I, out of left field. Like that would be. Yeah. I would, I, but but you got to think. In the past couple of years, we've gotten albums like the new Gangstar album, like um, albums uh, that we uh, never uh, thought we were going to get. Or, yeah. like, like thank you for your service. Right, but, but all the roots are still alive, and they're on Jimmy Fallon. Like they right. can. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, so like, and I love, you know like, I, mean? I don't know if you deep dove them back in the day, but oh, like, no, I thought, I thought one of them had died recently. Uh, perhaps, but like, you know, you still have Quest Love and Black Thought. It, it, and, it wasn't Quest Love or Black Yeah, they did Thought, lose somebody. One, rest in peace to them. But like, the, Black Thought has been killing no. it. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm sure. saying. Black Thought's still rapping. Quest, like, they're all in New York. You know, they're all chilling. They all live around here. Like, they could totally make a new album from 2021. I don't know. Not to go on a tangent, but that was a wild left field that I think would be cool. That, like would, that, that would be cool. Yeah, I, I'd like be. That. I'm 100 percent here for it. I'm very excited for 2021. Because the the roots have a different. You know, it, it's not like um, it's not like they're they're the know, first rap band, dude. Album. Yeah, it, it's like yeah. they because they they have so much versatility because yeah, they're a band. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Which I think would make for a good album in 2020. Yeah. Hell yeah, I think they would be a great, especially like a great quarantine album mm-hmm. they can oh, make yeah, an excellent sure. quarantine album um but shout out to black thought he actually killed it this year too yeah, yeah. his he, he, game has been he, crazy he, he was up and there streams too. of thought volume three was amazing and um the, was the plugs i met this year or last year that was last year but his feature on but that, his feature on that is phenomenal oh my god and he's oh my god dude the bars he had on that were absolutely out of this world um but i'm i'm excited for 2021 i'm gonna be doing more previewing myself on my on my uh youtube show um, so check that out, the Chris Platty show on Imperial that will be coming in the middle of or in the beginning of February. Ooh, we get in visual. Yes, we getting into the we visual get, game, twenty twenty one, baby, twenty twenty one, baby. We get into a visual game, but uh, yeah, that that's I think a good place to to top it for two thousand twenty twenty one and 
the 2020 yeah. wrap-up podcast. I just hope, yeah. We're already in. in conclusion, I just hope, you know, everyone keeps doing their thing. Everyone stays alive. And hopefully we can yes, get through this. Uh, safe. And... People stop storming capitals yeah. and people start making capital yeah. and make their money and everyone just stays alive. Yeah, stop. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Y'all, in peace. Y- y'all storming the capital when y'all should be making yeah. it. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one, man. But on a serious note, we have to say, you know, of course, rest in peace to everybody we lost in the hip-hop world in 2020. There was, unfortunately, a lot of people that we yeah. that we lost. Um, and some and some that we lost, not even in, in terms of losing their life, but some losing their freedoms or or being, uh, um, you know, through through um, police, police, you know, uh, cases and, and all of that and just legislation uh stuff mm-hmm. so there's there's just a lot that's going on in hip-hop in 2020 unfortunately that that was bad you know of course the the king vons the pop smokes um fred the godson everybody fred the godson yeah i mean i mean yeah it, there was a lot i mean we almost even like one of the things we forget is, uh, or, is we almost lost west uh, uh, Deb- um, debo on like, friday yeah. and then the dad from friday um, my my heart and soul, MF Doom. MF yep. Doom. MF Hopefully, Doctor Dre. Doctor Dre recovers well. Yes. Um. He he's on the road to all right, recovery. All right, he's cool. all right. Yeah. That's what we. I I hope there's nothing long term from mm-hmm. that. I mean, I know I know somebody that went through a brain uh went through a brain hemorrhaging like that, and uh, yeah, that's a long road to recovery. So. But you know, ironically, the ironically, the older you are when it happens, the easier it is to recover from. Interesting. Really. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, from 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 what from what I understand, and we can get into it later. But yeah, yeah. okay. Well, yeah. Of course, prayers to Dr. Dre for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. I just really want to get through 2021 without having these headlines. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, re- really, really, they they really do bother me every time I see them. Yeah, um, it sucks. They're they're very un- they're very unfortunate. I saw I didn't click on it, but I saw a video was circulating the other day of Pop Smoke's um, home invasion, like his security camera. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to see that. Yeah, and and that you know, not that's not to. You and the know, King the, Von the, autopsy pick, like, yeah, that was a lot. Oh yeah, we don't need to see it. Yeah, I mean, like, trust me, when Mac Miller had passed, I said, yeah. I read through his entire all 45 pages of his affidavit. And yeah, like, and that know, was a lot too to see a celebrity in a different, you know, yeah. and and that that type of thing, and and like you know. So even just over the past couple of years in hip hop, we've been losing a lot of people. Nipsey Hustle, man, crazy. You know, like it's a, been, it's a, been tough. For, for what it's worth, X. X yes, X, you know, X, X, X. That's a big yeah. one for me. That one bothers me a lot. Um, yeah, it's just been a tough couple of years, particularly 2020. And uh, yeah, I mean that's what I'm praying for in the in the new year is that we um, not only that we ourselves like you guys are some of my closest friends, so obviously you guys I pray for, but like. You know, just like I, I hate seeing these headlines because there's there's a lot of people when these rappers pass, like, you know, I'm not trying to idolize or or, or make anybody a deity here. But when a rapper passes, you got to think of how many people that affects that affects their family, that affects their friends, that affects their fans like mm-hmm. that affects a lot of people when a, when an artist passed. Mm-hmm. Right. And so for me, um, you know, I'm always sensitive to an artist passing. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm really hoping for that to be the case in 2021, that, that we don't see a lot of that. And totally. um, yeah, I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, yeah, I think and if there's one good. thing that we don't need in 2021 that we can leave in 2019 and 2020 is any type of Takashi 69 bullshit. Yeah, yes. I'm for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. On that note, we There's can a... leave that kind of bullshit 
in 2019 right. and 2020 if we're comparing the two look there's a re- well there's, there's a reason your streams weren't at number one no that's why you're on the street yeah, selling your cd said. with your troll ass no no more of that yeah. yeah no we don't need him we don't need him or anybody no, of the like or pol- copycats we yeah, don't need yes. that we don't we don't need him polluting the no universe. yep and that was a good thing that we saw in 2020 is that uh he was able to do what he did and not get yeah. the the rise and the fall yeah. and let him fall baby and on that note that's yeah, a good in, note in, in, in my yeah. in my opinion you can you can um survive takashi 69 in your own echo chamber of rap music no he can't when the main the, the, the i'm saying when the mainstream is catering to him that's not good stupid not good. Yeah. yeah yeah i i understand having i listened to some extremely ignorant no. stuff as well yeah um, but not him, and I think that it ex- it should it can exist, but only in. in no, yeah, no, I didn't mean to go on a tangent with that one, but in 2021, no more being stupid. Yeah, no, no let's. Stupid. I'm good. I'm good with that. Let's end it on a more positive. Yeah, note. let's you celebrate. Little boy let's can celebrate the success. Yeah, hey, that's one thing I'll give him credit for, man. He that's, can talk shit. Yeah, and that's one of the funniest things. He I've can ever entertainingly say. talk shit. Yeah. But you other than that, to me, leave him. Yeah, yeah. us as a society, we're moving forward. Let's leave the yes. stupid. Yeah, we're gonna kiss yeah. him on the forehead and send him off. Yeah, we'll pump. He literally, he go. looks like yeah. coronavirus. We're leaving him behind. Yeah, <laughs> Fair yeah enough. Lil, Lil Pump can get left behind. Lil Rona, Lil Rona six nine, no. Yeah, yeah. All right, thank you guys for coming on the podcast, man. Thank you, Absolutely, John. Man. Um, so unfortunately, we weren't able to do it while we were all together in our time, but uh, but I'm glad we were able to do this nonetheless. Um, glad you're safe back in New York and everything is good. Um, we'll definitely, obviously, be talking every day like we always mm-hmm. do. Uh, Chris, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. This is a legendary moment in my podcast. I yeah, get the for, I get the Adams family. Ever, first time it's ever happened. Listen, next time I'm I'm gonna call Jerry. I'm gonna add yeah. Jerry to the call. See what's up. like like brother like Jerry. Brother. What do you think of sampling? No, don't get oh us started. My God. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. You, look, you're, you think this podcast was long? You're gonna have a five hour podcast of her just saying I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it, and then repeating the same point. But uh, yeah, repeating the same point for a couple hours. Yeah, but uh, no, this was fun, guys. I'm glad you guys. I'm glad you guys were able to do this, and uh, you know, I'm all for making this a yearly tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm yeah. I'm down for I'll it. See you next year. Yeah. All see right, you next man. year. Well, we'll definitely see you before then. But <laughs> but love you, John. Uh, thank you, Chris, for coming on the podcast as well. Stay safe in New York, John, and uh, Chris. We'll we'll get back to drinking beers and talking shit. Yeah, pretty much. All right, everyone. Thank you for my 2020 wrap up. I know it's late. I apologize. However. Shout out to my partners, Dead End Hip Hop. They just uploaded their 2020 top 10 albums of the year yesterday, so I'm right on par with my partners. <laughs> so, mm, I didn't actually, I didn't have a chance to yeah, see Yeah, I didn't yet. get a chance to see it yet. I have it bookmarked, so shout out to them. Um, they'll definitely be, um, I'll definitely be consuming that. But uh, all jokes aside, yeah, I'm very excited for 2021. Look ahead to the podcast, obviously the visuals I got coming on YouTube, so stay tuned for that. Uh, there'll be links for that. And uh, yeah, man, I'm listen, I've talked three times about a James Harden trade today, and now I've talked once for two hours about it about hip hop. So uh time to sign off the podcast. Time to today. sign off for the day and just do talking, but make it off air. Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> right, everyone. Have a good night, have a good day, whatever time you're listening to this podcast, and I will catch you next time. <laughs>